Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Yes, yes, yes. It is the Castworthy Podcast, and we are back. It is Sunday, March 5th, Cinco de Marcho, uh, <laughs> and we're here. It is the uh, four-year anniversary of the pod. We've been doing this for four years, bringing, uh, bringing content um, on and off, some missed weeks, but, you know, pretty consecutive uh, and consistently. Um Myself, Lasso Dying Breed, aka, or I'm sorry, Big Steve, aka Lasso Dying Breed on the Twitter machine with VP uh, here today. And of course, our third horseman, um, like, uh, like on brand, once every uh, <laughs> two to three weeks, we'll be without uh, EJ the Savage, who's probably out doing something savagery, some type of savagery, some because, kind of, uh, some kind of debauchery. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the weather's like up there. I know there was a little, some snow and stuff, but definitely something irresponsible. Yeah. Um. All right, so let's get started really quick. Uh, I know you didn't see it, but Chris Rock, um, had his live special last night. Netflix, uh, Netflix did this thing. It was a live, um, broadcast of a comedy show. Um, or stand-up, right? And it was the, probably the first of its kind. I don't think I've ever seen one live like that. Like, you know, anything could go down, anything could have anything to be said. But anyway, mm-hmm. they did their live live broadcast. Uh, they called it their live worldwide broadcast event. And it was Chris Rock, year, year post, smack heard around the world. Mm-hmm. And he called it, uh, it was called Selective Outrage. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for those who didn't see it, it is still on Netflix. Uh, to be watched at this point. It's about an hour and some change. Um, you get all the way through. Uh, if you're waiting for, if you're going there just for the Will Smith piece that he spoke about, just fast forward to like the last 15 minutes because that whole first part, there's no talk about it at all. Um, but in that last 10 to 15 minutes, he got to it. He got to it. And, uh, I know you didn't you didn't get to see it except for you know some clips and you'll probably see it all over Twitter and get to it on on um and get to it on Netflix when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Basically, started off in and kind of told a little bit of the story, indicating you know this is not you know he didn't start the shit. You know what I mean? This was uh you know Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, where it kind of all started. People didn't really know. We heard some pieces of it. Um, and uh, I guess whenever, I don't know when Concussion came out a few years ago, remember that movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And Jada felt like Will should have won an Oscar that year, and he didn't. 
I don't even think he was nominated uh, that year, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe he was nominated and didn't win. Whatever. Chris Rock says that she got upset and said that Chris Rock should be fired. Shouldn't be able, shouldn't be allowed to host the Oscars again because, of course, Chris Rock is the one who makes the decisions, right? Right. Um, and, and if I remember correctly, I believe that was the year that she started that uh, Oscar So White hashtag. Yes. Yeah. And she she kind of broke the internet with it. Mm-hmm. And people people were with it. People were with it. Then, um, so he was like, that's what happened, right? She she said that. And he was like, you know, this is how it goes. If you start some shit, I'm going to finish it, right? So she pops up and, you know, I had jokes. So I made jokes. And, you know, he, he made a point to say, like, listen, everybody was joking about them, right? They decided to take, and we said it too. They decided to take to the internet and have this conversation for whatever reason about the mental health issue that they, or what we consider mental health issues they were dealing with, but their family issues where she went out and fucked um, her son's friend, which is what Chris Rock said. Mm-hmm. He was like, Will Smith's wife went out and fucked her son's friend, and they took to the internet and spoke about it. Uh, everyone was calling him crazy. People were calling her a predator, all types of wild shit. And he took that opportunity, um, you know, to take it out on Chris Rock. And he's like, you know, it doesn't look like it on camera, but there's a, a major difference in size. He was like, I've always supported this guy. Like, I've loved his music. I love his movies, all of that shit. But he did some bitch shit, basically. And um, he attacked someone that he knew he could beat. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. go after nobody else, but went after the guy he could beat. Um. And I felt like he he did a pretty good job addressing it. He was like it was some bitch shit. Um, he did make sure he got some some disrespect in there. He definitely got some disrespect in there. It was like, um, you know, nobody was targeting that bitch, and you know was directing that at at Jada. So I see what he tried to do there. You know, mm-hmm. and obviously you can't just you can't just be fully cordial after this guy to smack the shit out of you in front of right the world like you gotta send some shots that way and um and he did that and he he addressed i thought he did a good job addressing it and um you know a lot of people i think now that he started addressing it we'll see more people like we saw marlon wayne's you know has uh something on showtime where he talked in depth about it made some jokes and stuff but um yeah but i thought it was pretty good yeah i gotta check that out i didn't know it was like live that's you know, that's interesting. They did it that way. Um, mm-hmm. I, I usually prefer to watch. I mean, I've, I've actually I've only been to like a handful of like a live comedy shows to begin with. But I, I'll, I've always kind of liked watching the specials just because the audio is better. Um, you know, yeah. you kind of get those those good crowd shots, you know, on, on certain jokes or whatever. You know, it's almost like um like with Hamilton. You know, I'm pretty sure like seeing Hamilton in person is, is an experience, but I think it's just better watching it on Disney Plus. <laughs> You're yeah. getting all the angles you don't get sitting in your seat at a um, at the theater, you know. But uh, but anyway, that's 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 pretty cool. They did it that way. Um, the other thing that I was gonna say is that um, you know, I almost wonder if like, cause you sent the clip in the chat of him saying like, why didn't people are wondering why I didn't respond, et cetera, et cetera, and I almost wonder if him like roasting them in a comedy special has a bigger impact as a as a response versus like getting into a fight with Will Smith because he mm-hmm. he likely would probably lose that fight you know oh, and now 
now you know you you're roasting her and you can continue to roast her on tour and then that shit just like lives in infamy you know Mm -hmm. yeah and even i mean i don't think there's anyone that hasn't heard about it right but you would think everyone has but if there's anyone out there for some reason that's under a rock and didn't see or hear about the smack heard around the world um they'll find out about it you know mm-hmm. they could potentially hear about it with this uh with this tour so yeah i think you're on you're on point there there's that piece um and um you, it also gives you a year right it, well it gave him a year to come up with how he wanted to address it you know mm-hmm. when you're talking about next day or two days later when people are like oh talk to us about what happened you might say something that you don't want to say or you might not, um, you know, you might be talking, speaking from emotion, right? You're speaking directly out of emotion and out of, from the heart, out of anger versus sitting down, calculating what you're going to say, telling a true f- uh, factual story, which is what he did. And, um, you know, getting your shit off and, and, and mm-hmm. still throwing a little bit of disrespect. Hey, listen, right up front. Listen, if you didn't know Will Smith's wife fucked her son's best friend, like, that's that's. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Even if all you know is a smack, but you don't know that they was having an entanglement, boom. Right. Now that's out there. And that is gonna be that's gonna live in, in digital space, like you said, forever. Yeah. Fifty years from now, someone digs up and watches this special, they're gonna hear about Will Smith's wife, you know, family family lineage has to live with that. So Right. Yeah. You know, because I mean I mean, especially with with comedy, like the way it lives, you know, um, like you think about something like Eddie Murphy's Raw, right? Mm. I never saw Eddie Murphy's Raw until I became an adult, you know, and that shit came out in the eighties. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I could imagine, um, I could imagine, you know, somebody who thought like who was a big fan of Chris Rock, they thought this special was one of his better ones. Like their kid becomes an adult, and it's, it's you know fifteen years from now, and they're like, let's check this thing out or whatever. It's really funny, and then you know you watch it. Yeah, some of the jokes might go over their head because they don't understand like something that he might be talking about that's very um, specific to the time, right? But, you know, for the most part, you know, they'll be able to follow it along. And they say, what, you, what happened with Will Smith? Oh, let me, you know, and he put up his YouTube video or, you know, or whatever we're using for video. And then you show him the smack. And then it's like, so that's what he's, you know, boop, boop, boop. And then, you right. know, okay, cool. You know, yeah. the kid goes to school. So, man, my dad took me this video of uh, uh, Will Smith smacking the shit out of this guy and then listed this joke that he made about his wife. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it was pretty good, man. I, I I thought he did pretty good. I thought it was smart of him to hold it to the end, um, keep the audience. And um, I think it's interesting that Netflix did it live. Like you said, um, this is like could open up doors to so much stuff. It was cool because they still panned out to the audience. You still got to see people laughing in real time. You know what I mean? Um, similarly, if you were watching it uh, as as a special, so that was pretty dope. Um, it was clear as shit still. You had a really good view. Uh, this could turn into like concerts and all types of shit like that mm-hmm. uh, where, where people get the opportunity to monetize digitally. We're living in a digital age, right? And we're moving to a space where... Um, you know, we'll be in that in in the verses, right? The metaverse and whatever other verses come out. And what's the difference between me watching? I, I mean, of course, it's a little, it's a lot different today. If I'm at the place versus, uh, you know, watching it from home. But if I'm watching from 
home in the metaverse and it's live, I'm getting a very similar experience. Sure, mm -hmm. I didn't travel. I don't have people around me. I'm not touching. You know, I'm not hearing everything exactly the same. But it's still um, it could change the way you you see things and the way entertainment is delivered um, going yeah. forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. So, shout out to Netflix on that, man. They they try mm -hmm. they're trying to find a way to um, to pioneer some stuff and you know not be the blockbuster that they made blockbuster be you know because yeah. every everyone's catching up all these channels abc has their own shit nbc has their own shit disney hbo showtime everyone has their own shit they're all coming out with you know their you know direct content or exclusive content and so netflix they're living on the old stuff and they've got some exclusive shit but realistically the exclusive shit that you're seeing on it doesn't really compare to ABC, HBO in most cases. Yeah. I mean, they've got some hits, but. And and what's crazy is I, I literally watched a, a YouTube video yesterday that was talking about um, the, the video was about like, why are so many shows getting canceled? And they had a bunch of shows that were like Netflix shows specifically mm -hmm. that have been canceled. And they were saying like Netflix essentially uses this model that um, if if a season if a show doesn't get like a certain percentage of viewership in the in the first season they cancel it you know and they were saying like is this a like their, their argument was like is this a good or a bad thing because they were saying like you have some shows that don't get off the thr get off the off the ground and become these phenoms right away you know and like two shows they use as an example um one was um that show parks and recreation act I, I actually have never watched that show i heard it's like a really good comedy series even though i've never watched it but yeah, they were totally. in, the, in the first season the show was like struggling and then they went back in um in between the season one season two break and they kind of like revamped some things changed up some of the stuff they, was, they basically were trying to make it like uh i think it's amy polar isn't is in that show and mm -hmm. they were trying to make her like Steve Carell from The Office, like like the woman version of Steve Carell. And they were like, that shit wasn't working. And so they went back and kind of like revamped that character some and then revamped like some of the other stuff around the show. And then they were saying that's when it took off, you know. And then another one they used was Game of Thrones, which I didn't even realize this. But they were saying everybody looks at Game of Thrones in hindsight as being like this phenom show. And they was like, while the ratings were really good when it started off, Game of Thrones actually didn't start hitting those crazy, crazy ratings numbers until like midway through season three. And then starting with season four is when it kind of became that like everybody is watching this shit all over the planet kind of type show, you know. And so they were saying if you're canceling shows like after one season because these numbers didn't come in in a certain way. Are you gonna miss the next game or tones? Are you gonna miss the next succession or or um, yep. games or whatever? You know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta let it breathe. Um, you know, and some sometimes it's just a matter of getting that right person to watch it to make it go viral. You know, um shit, look at Abbott Elementary. Abbott Elementary, I thought was really good. Um, I love that show. You know, a lot of people think that show is amazing now. Right. But when it first came out, I don't think they were doing so hot. At least for me, I hadn't even heard of the shit um, mm -hmm. when it first first came out. But I think it's a really good show. And um, there's a lot of shows that are like that. And so I guess you kind of have that that leeway if you're ABC or an NBC or an HBO who has endless amounts of funds 
I just don't know that Netflix has that, especially when you have people um, canceling because they keep one raising their prices two they're trying to, you know, they're basically taking everything that people like Netflix for, which is being able to share the passwords, right? Mm-hmm. Prices were low. You're able to see whatever you, you know, anything you want at a pretty good rate. And, um, you know, people are starting to, to cancel it because they have other options and other, you know, opportunities out there, especially you got like these Samsung smart TVs and Vizios and stuff. Now they have their little, you know, free TV content that they put out. You got people like Tubi, right? That's 100% free. Like, hey, our, our movies are shit, but it's free. And people are watching <laughs> shit for, you know, for entertainment. Yeah. So why am I going to pay Netflix 18 bucks a month, you know, to be able to stream a movie? And now they're talking about, oh, if you wanted an ultra HD, pay me an extra $4.99. Like, they're getting, they're getting too fucking... Um, they're getting uh what's what's the word greedy if you will greedy. nickel and diamond yeah man and and it's gonna call co- i think it's gonna cause them to lose some people man yeah and it's funny that you said that because they kind of talked about exactly what you're saying in that youtube video and they were saying that this policy that netflix has of, of, of canceling shows if it doesn't reach a certain percentage is kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy because mm-hmm. they were saying like people have started to say, well, I'm not going to get into a Netflix show until it ends because I don't want to watch a show and then it gets canceled after the second season and I don't know what the fuck happened. I've invested time in this show and I don't know how it ends. And then so now your Netflix, you put something out and then people don't watch it because they're like, you know, I'm not going to get into this shit and it ended after one season. And you're like, oh, I guess this show's trash. And so you throw it away. And they were saying that's what happened with that show. Um, I think you talked about this show actually, uh, 1899. Or was it EJ? I think it was I, I EJ. Kinda, I've like seen I, I it, but like I didn't EJ. watch it. Okay. I feel like I was talked about on the pod at one point. But um, they were saying that's what happened with that show. They were saying that show was good. It was building towards something, and, and people were it was getting all this buzz. It didn't hit Netflix's percentage, and they canceled it, and people are like, yo, what mm. the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think what also with Netflix, it's not sustainable to put full seasons out and they've learned that right because if you're talking about i need ratings i need watchers regularly and you're putting out your exclusive content and you're dropping all 16 episodes or all 12 or 10 however many episodes it is right up front that's where it kind of i think it gets tricky um and that's where they need to find ways to monetize and and unfortunately they're making the subscriber take the the hit on Mm -hmm. them trying to find different ways of monetizing versus you know i know i know now they've taken some of their shows and they put one episode out at a time or two or three at a a time and then you got to wait next week you get three more which you know that helps you build people coming back coming back coming back and that's what Mm -hmm. you want but um but you've built a reputation of being those people that think about it orange is new black Oh shit, new seasons out. I'm binging all day. Like mm-hmm. Netflix was the king of binge watching, right? They they kind of were like, yo, get in here, binge this shit front to back. I'm gonna get millions and millions of people on drop day that are gonna come in and they're just gonna stream our shit for eight hours, ten hours straight. Yeah. You know, and I don't know where that failed. Obviously, you know, we're not the pros on that, but clearly it doesn't work for what what they want their model to be. Mm-hmm. I, I think it failed because Netflix for some reason didn't envision that these other companies were going to say we can make our own streaming services why why are we putting our shit on netflix (laughs) and then now they start pulling your content and it's like you're you're stuck only with your content and in some 
others, you know, and, you know, now you have to say, okay, we can't put out the whole season on day one. And I'm fine with that. I mean, Netflix was the only place that we watched TV. You could watch the whole seat, the whole season in one day, you know, so I'm fine with the, you know, releasing a few episodes at a time or one a week, or, you know, whatever. That's, that's not a big deal to me. The thing also, I think that that's hurting for Netflix is that they came out as anybody who's selling you some kind of streaming always have ads and we're not going to do any ads and and people gravitated to it. i fucking hate watching ads you know but mm-hmm. i felt like that was always unsustainable you know what i mean because you have to make money some somehow and if you're not getting new subscribers you have to get it from the ad side right. and then you also could say okay well you, you get the premium netflix and there's no ads you know and they, they they're starting to do that now but like if you are a customer if you are day one you're like yo what the fuck like this is not this is not the agreement we made and if they're um, if they were smart build the ads in between in instead of like commercials build them in between the show or between the uh, episode so episode one episode two guess what if you don't have premium now you got 10 minutes of ads which you would normally watch in commercials but now you're going to sit here and these are going to be on and maybe you walk away from it or whatever right but we're going to play these 10 minutes ads and get our Mm -hmm. money you know yeah so yeah i mean you definitely could do that but you know i I think that's part of netflix's problem but you know i i hope that this you know it you know because it don't seem to only be with netflix you know hbo is canceling shows like crazy Mm -hmm. cancel lovecraft with jonathan majors after one season he canceled i know um, they're kicking themselves yeah yeah you know and i mean that's probably good for him because you know at the time it was like yo what the fuck and then now you see him having this whole blow up and and maybe if he was under contract with with, with HBO, he misses these opportunities, you know. So, yeah. you know, so so uh, their their loss his game basically. I like Jonathan Majors, man. I'm starting mm-hmm. to like the guy a lot more. More than I'm seeing him around in these interviews and shit, I'm starting to like him a lot more. Dude is just superhuman. Mm-hmm. Like he's not, you know. I I think the stardom came so quickly. Granted, he's had other movies and shows. We talked about that last week and the week before. But um, I think the superstardom, like right now, he's a, he's turning into, if not already, a superstar with these two movies he just had, Ant-Man and Creed. And so he's everywhere, you know. Yeah. And I don't think he's used to being in it. You know, you don't have people that, that have trained you to be in front of these cameras. And I like seeing that with actors when they come mm-hmm. on because you, you get to see who they really are. And yeah. um and this guy, like I've been watching, I've been seeing a lot of interviews and interview clips and shit like that. Like he was on a talk show and I forget whose it is, but um they brought his uh acting coach from college in uh via video to talk to him, you know, via satellite video, whatever. And um this dude he just lost it. Like he was mm-hmm. he broke, you know, broke down was, you know, it, it touched him. Like and other stars, huge mega stars they dictate what happens when they go do an interview or when they go to a show, right? When you're still kind of coming up, you don't know that you need to do that. So he didn't know this was happening. You know, um, someone else may not let that, may not allow that to happen, may not say, you know, they may say, I'm coming. These are the questions you can't ask me. This is what you can't ask me, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But this kind of made it to to just look, you got to see that he's a a human, you know, and um, he's like you and I and everybody else. And it was pretty dope. Yeah. It kind of, it kind of, um, like hearing you say that, it kind of reminds me of like when you talk about Giannis. You always say like, you know, he just seems like a regular ass person. Oh yeah. 
seven foot NBA guy, super fucking rich, you know, whatever, whatever. But like, you know, he seems like just your everyday average guy. You're like, yo, you can put Oreos in milk. Holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just like any other like like regular person. You know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. it don't seem it don't seem scripted. You know, when you when you when you ask him a question, it, it, it doesn't seem like he has this prepared answer. Like, you know, oh, we got to get better. We got to, you know, we got to get in the locker room. You know, he just, it seems like you're just talking to a guy, you know, and I like that, you know. So, I mean, I, I feel like, like with famous people, regardless of the sports, you know, uh, uh, entertainment, whatever, it's like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? If you, if you, mm-hmm. if you share too much, people are like, yo, this motherfucker's always talking about shit. And then when you don't, people are like, they give you these scripted ass answers. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, so it's like 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 that was the problem with TO. You know, people would say, you know, how come you guys lost? And he'd be like, Man, Donovan McNabb sucked today. You know, right. people are like, what the fuck? And then right. you know, but then if, if he if you say, Why did we lose? And he says, Well, you know, we just kind of we gotta get get a better game plan, we gotta practice hard. People are like they give it a scripted ass answer. The reason they lost because McNabb sucked. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, I didn't get to see Creed yet. Um, yeah, I've actually never watched any of the Creeds, so the first no? two are on on HBO Max. I'm I'm gonna make a point of watching them before I watch Creed three. Yeah, you should. I watched uh I watched number two some of it last night. I went to someone's house and they had it on, so I watched some of it and I, I realized you know it, it was actually pretty good. It was mm-hmm. actually pretty good and. I mean, Michael B. Jordan still, you know, his lines are still basic, super simple, and I hope, you know, it gets better. But um, but overall, it was still a good movie. Uh, and I'm I'm very interested in seeing this one. I actually want to see this one in the theater. Um, so I'll probably make some plans to do that. Uh, I've never seen any, of course, any of the Rockies or anything like that. But this, I, you know, I think this one will be good to see in the movies. So yeah. I'll probably, I'm going to make some plans to do that. I mean, you know, they always say seeing movies in, in theaters or, you know, the experience is just better. Like, um, that was one thing for me. Like, I never saw um, Avatar in a theater and people were like, yo, you, you have to experience the first one in a theater. It's, it's just it's different, you know. Mm-hmm. And when they re-released it, I was like, I got to get in there to see it. And we just never did, you know. It just kind of felt like I already seen this shit. Why am I going to go to theater? <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, but, you know, that that theater experience, man, like the the sound. You know, and, and and one thing, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube about like about things, you know, like yeah. and, um, I actually saw a YouTube video that was saying, like, how come some movies are like trash when you like they, they use Tenet as an example, like when you watch it at home and they said Christopher Nolan kind of started this and a lot of studios and directors are going towards Nolan and they were saying, like, basically, um when you when they shoot movies and edit them these movies are edited using like the highest quality products tv the sound everything you know so when they edit it it's like perfect in their environment and then when you release it some people are watching on phones some tablets some laptops some tv mm. some are watching it on older tvs somebody's watching it streaming it from a playstation 3 onto a tv that's 10 years old and no and though that equipment can't pick up like what they put into it, you know, visually and and uh, audio. Um, and they were saying before they would release different versions of the film, so that way when the when the the um, 
networks or whether it was TV, HBO, whatever, when they would play it, it would basically, I guess they were playing it from all the different sources. And then whatever kind of device you got is picking up the one that's tailored for your device. And they were like, now they're not doing that no more. They're like, yo, fuck you. Get better equipment. So, <laughs> yeah, we don't care. So I think were, that's like when you watch, you're not experiencing a lot of times you're not experiencing the the TV show or the movie the way that it's intended to. And it's why audience why audiences miss so much stuff. And they were saying it's also led to they found data that shows more and more people are actually watching TV with like subtitles and shit because they're sometimes missing things just because their TV is not able to pick up like certain sounds and things like that because the because of the music that they put into the into the film. And that's what I found with Tenet. There's a lot of the movie in Tenet that you have to you can't hear what they're saying. You have to watch subtitles. You have to put subtitles on to understand what's happening. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, that makes sense to me, especially because um, they there was a point there when they were talking about going to filming everything in IMAX, IMAX quality, like filming it in IMAX quality. But if you're filming it in IMAX quality and then you're trying to translate that to somebody's home or, or something like that, I'm wondering if that's why that got held up. You know, um, I guess they, they still would have they'd have to dumb it down and edit it down. But, you know, is it worth the time? Is it worth the experience? Does it change things? Like something to your point can look amazing in IMAX quality because you got this drop where you're looking down, you see the city view or whatever, right? Versus watching it on your TV. And it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> so that makes, that makes uh, absolute sense. But also, you know, when you're in the theater, you also have people around you. And when you watch something that can have any type of emotion, um, it changes things. Like, for example, like a, a Rocky where you're watching or Creed where you're watching a fight and, you know, you don't know how it's going to end. You don't know. You know, you you get to see, the, oh, you know, even though, you know, it's a movie, but there's a big hit and, and you know, his eye gets rocked blood. You know, they give you the blood and gore and you're like, oh, and everyone's like, oh, shit, you know. You, you don't get that when you're at home sitting just watching yourself yeah. or just watching with one other person. You know, you might the two of you might think or say the same thing, but it's not the same as a whole room of people with this the sound blaring and you hear, oh, you know, like it's just a different, definitely a different experience. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. I, I remember um, when I saw um, when I saw um, Avengers uh, Infinity War. And that scene where they're fighting in Wakanda and then Thor comes out of the space being thing, whatever it's called. Yeah. When like people went nuts, you know, and, and like it just it felt different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he's like, bring me Thanos or whatever, you know. And then when I rewatched it at home, like it didn't have that same feeling, even though like same content, you know, but it just like when with just me watching, it felt different, you know. And when they came back, what was the last Avengers? The last Avengers Endgame? Uh, Endgame. When right before the last scene when everyone starts popping in and shit and and then Spider-Man pops in and everybody's like, oh like yeah, you you just don't it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. That shit got ruined for me. I was so mad. Cause um my cousin went on, he went and saw it the night that it premiered, like on Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. And then he went on Twitter and was like posting about it, and he posted um 
yo, when Falcon said on your left, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> so when it got to that point, like, I already knew that was like, I didn't know, like, how it went down or whatever, but yeah. I knew, like, like that was going to be like a big moment. So it didn't have that big of an impact for me. I'm like, I was so fucking mad. So now, like, when shit come out, I'd be like strolling fast, like trying to trying to make sure I don't see it when I'm on social media. Yeah, that's when I watch my guilty pleasures. Like, I watch the challenge and shit. <laughs> and I don't want to know who got eliminated uh, the week that week. I'll be swiping through Twitter and I'll be like, oh, shit, that's a picture of so-and-so. Let me keep going. <laughs> you know. Um, shit, since we're here, you been watching anything else? Um, just the regular stuff, man. Last of Us. Um, that show, man. Yo, the people who created that show, somebody needed to like, punch them in the face, yo. Like, every week is, like, emotional as fuck, you know, like. <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, yo, I, I can't keep, I'm a person, you can't keep doing this shit to me. <laughs> like, fuck, man. They, I mean, it's it's so good, man. Like, it's so, like, I almost wonder if, um like, you know, I, I told you, I, I have the game. I just never played it. Um, it came with my PlayStation. And I'm kind of almost glad I didn't play the game because I'm going into every episode blind. You know, when I watch reviews on it, I always I only watch channels that do like spoiler warnings. Like they'll do like a review, and then at the end they have like a spoiler section that talks like goes like more in depth. And I cut the video off at that point. You know, right. And so um, every episode, all I got is what I saw in the preview from last week, and then what I watch in the episode. You know, and um. Yeah, it's, it's really good, man. But it's it's super fucking emotional, man. Like, god damn. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been watching that, uh Survivor. Um, I checked out a couple of documentaries. I watched that documentary on uh that lawyer in South Carolina, the, the Murdoch who killed his wife and son. Just, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, just got found guilty and sentenced to life this past week. I watched that on Netflix. That shit was fucking crazy. I bet um I also watched the Bernie Madoff um, documentary on that, or not documentary. It was kind of like a docu series kind of thing um, on uh, on Netflix. That shit was man. It's yo to do crime and like be rich and 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 white in this country. It's it's just different, yo. It's it's different, dog. Like I'm thinking about like every movie I've seen with like drug dealers or shit you read about in the news and you know you watch the wire and I mean Steve they literally have one part where they talk about um um some guys this French investor he's talking to this dude who's trying to get him to invest with his own company and he's like oh no I'm 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 investing with somebody else right. he's he never loses he's getting any money like this and the dude is like what and so they go to their like math person who works in their investment firm. They're like, yo, we need you to come up with investments that get these kind of returns like every year without losing. And he's like, he starts running the numbers and he's like, you can't unless it's a Ponzi scheme. And so he finds out that it's made off. He starts doing all this research. This motherfucker sends this huge report to the SEC. Yo, you got to look at this shit. I'm almost certain this dude is running a Ponzi scheme. Da, da, da. And you know what the SEC does? They open up an investigation, and somebody from the SEC in, in Washington, D.C., they call Bernie Madoff in New York, and they say, hey, we got a report that you're running an investment firm, and you're not registered as a as an um, registered investor. 
and Bernie says, I don't have an investment firm. And he said, okay, appreciate it. Done. Case closed. <laughs> no investigation, no FBI, no kicking in the door, no subpoena, just a phone call. Hey, Steve, somebody told me you're wearing a white hat on your podcast. I'm not wearing a white hat. Ooh, I that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> close the book on that one. <laughs> yeah. That yo to 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 man, it's, it's just different, yo. When 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 you're rich and white, I guess. I yeah, gotta start. I do any crime. It gotta be white collar. Yeah, I. Well, you're still not. You know, you're still missing one part, <laughs> one piece to that. It's got to be more than your collar that's white. Um, <laughs> I. Uh, yeah. So I've been watching. You know, I I, I don't watch the fun stuff, the the smart stuff like that, um, the documentaries and stuff, which I need to get to some of them. There's so many that I have just there. But um, it's like I don't really get time to sit down and watch TV fully focused to think where I'm not going to fall asleep because that's usually my nighttime shows and shit. So uh, but I've been watching, you know, just some, you know, my messy shit on um, on Netflix. There's one called Perfect Match. I keep seeing that. It keeps popping up for me. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's because I watched The Circle. And I keep yeah, yeah, like yeah. resisting clicking on it, but I, it's, it's been on my. It keeps getting recommended to me. It's messy, man. I like it though. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like watching them, them, them crazy ass people. But like you said, they're all they're they're all filmed in London, which I didn't know. And mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of British people or a lot of European people in in these shows. So, but I've been watching that Perfect Match, and you know it's worth it. I need to get back to um, Outer Banks. Outer Banks uh, season three came out. Um, did you ever watch Outer Banks? Nope. That one keeps getting recommended to me as well. That's another one. That's another one that's good. And that's another one, like you said, like the first season of it, I don't think I've ever, 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 ever seen um, anybody comment on it until the second season was out. Uh, so from a Netflix standpoint, when you're watching um, these shows... And you're on that second, third season. And you're like, oh, good, they didn't get cut. Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know why they, why they're looking strictly at numbers because some of this stuff just creeps up on you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I've been watching that. Uh, I watched. There was something else I watched that I wanted to talk about, and every time we get on air, I completely forget. But um, Chris Rock selective outrage. Go ahead and watch that when you get a chance. You'll definitely like that. I know that. Um, Outer Banks. I, I finished um, the challenge. That's my. That's one of my other guilty, uh, sloppy, messy shows. But that's it, man. I I can't think of anything of, of the other other one that I wanted to talk about. When I do, I'll bring it up. It just won't be during this uh, <laughs> during the the bingeable segment. Yeah. Now, also, I watched. I, I was waiting to tell you. I watched Sweet Tooth, and I, I don't. I don't see how you watch that shit. <laughs> I fucking hate that show. I hate the kid. Oh, okay. Damn, you just got to that? Yeah. <laughs> that was like Oh my goodness. That had to be like 50 episodes ago. Yeah, that that I fucking hate that kid. I keep like every episode I'm thinking like this kid needs to be deleted. Like, <laughs> like I can't take him anymore. He's so fucking annoying and he's the main character, so I know ain't nothing gonna happen to him. Oh my goodness, that kid is fucking annoying, man. 
Yeah, you can stop watching that. I stopped watching it. I need. There's some stuff that I gotta. I gotta get to Snowfall. Um, there's so many shows. You know what it is? There's so many shows that I started at one point, mm-hmm. and now to go back, I would have to start at the beginning because I don't clearly remember those first two or three episodes. Yeah. So examples: Snowfall, Your Honor. Those are two that everyone loves and i think your honor is is was good i don't know why i stopped yeah, it watching it it just it just came back for season two snowfall same shit i don't know why i stopped watching it i just i just think it became a time thing mm-hmm. um and there's another one that i want to get to um similar to those two oh uh mayor of king's kingstown kingstown yeah with jeremy so <clears throat> and so same thing happened with that one right like I watched the first two episodes and then I stopped watching. And then EJ talked about, talked about, talked about, talked about, talked about it. And fast forward, I just started it again. So I watched five episodes this time, but now I haven't watched any in like two weeks. So now I'm like, damn, I want to go back to it, but I don't want to start at episode six. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Because I might, I might forget something. So that's the shit that be happening. That's the shit that be happening with these shows. But, um, I'm gonna get to them. Uh, Snowfall is one that I want to catch up on, uh, and um, Your Honor. I think that one's probably quicker because there's only one episode or one one season, and then now this one. Yeah, it's like ten episodes, one season for Your Honor, and then uh, um, the new season. I think they're only two episodes deep so far, I believe. So I'm gonna probably just take like <laughs> I'm gonna just take like three vacation days midweek. <laughs> Midweek when the kid is supposed to be at school and just sit and fucking binge watch TV yeah. for six hours a day, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's so much content out there, you know. So, I mean, that's one thing I do like about like if you watch something that's been on for a while that didn't get canceled, you can kind of you know binge your way through it. Like I watched, um, I don't know if I talked about the last time on the pod or not. Last time because I, I wasn't on last week. Uh, this show called Dead to Me on Netflix is with um, Christina Applegate, uh, Kelly Bundy. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that, and it's like it's kind of like a, kind of like a comedy, but it's not not really. Um, and it's just okay. If I if it was one of those shows that I had to wait like each week for an episode, I probably I don't know if I would watch the whole thing. But mm-hmm. I watched like binging it. You know, it was it was okay. And then also in season three, I was like, yo, like like she gained like a bunch of weight, and I'm like, see, like because they say she's pregnant in the in season three, and I'm like. Is this just because she's supposed to be pregnant? Because she just found out she's pregnant in the show. So, like, why is she, like, you know, put on so much weight? And then I Googled it and it said that um, she did an interview and she said that she has MS. And as a result, the medications that she has to take, it's made her gain like 40 pounds. I was like, damn, that sucks, Joe. How many episodes are there of The Last of Us right now? Um, This tonight will be episode seven. I think tonight is episode seven. Okay. Yeah, because I gotta I gotta watch that one too. And Succession is another one. Yeah, that, that comes back March twenty sixth. Succession's another one that every time I go back to it, I end up starting at the beginning. Yeah. Um it's just it's just so much TV and not enough time. <laughs> so what you could do for succession is that they've already announced that this season is gonna be the last. So um and just wait. So you could wait until this season ends, and then once you get like that binge time, you could just kind of you know knock out four seasons like over a course of time, you know. 
or I could try to catch up before this last season. This way I get that feeling at the end like everyone else. You know what I mean? Because people are going to be fucking posting about it left and right, you know, and you just don't get that. You don't get the same feeling when you watch it, Yeah, you know, a year later and shit after yeah. everyone else is done. You're like, yo, I finished yeah. Succession. And people are like, oh, yeah, it was good, right? Yeah, that shit was crazy. Yo, like the, the season finale of season three, man, that like I said, I said on the pod that at the, at the time, like that shit almost had me upset because like it was so good. It's like you can't wait until next week, and it's like no, actually, I gotta wait until next year. Like that, mm-hmm. it was crazy the way it ended, yo. Like man, that fucking chef's kiss. <laughs> that shit was amazing. Season the way season three ended, man. Sometimes those cliffhangers make me mad, yo. Yeah. Some, sometimes they get me. I'd be like, come on, man, give me a little bit of a cliffhanger. Don't hang me the, all the way the fuck out there. <laughs> like that, that shit's crazy. Yeah. Um. What else is going on? Uh, I heard there was uh, something that happened this week with, um, wasn't there something with Biden where they faked some shit, made it seem like he said something they didn't really say or some wild ass shit? I saw a video of it um, I didn't on Instagram. See anything. I didn't see anything about that. I mean, it, it, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I, I just don't recall saying that. Yeah. I, and it might not have been, maybe it wasn't that big. Um, and it might have just come up on my my timeline because, you know, I got some stupid ass uh, MAGA heads that, uh, you know, that are friends of mine because, you know, they're small town and they don't understand the reality of what's going on. Um, but I, uh, allegedly there was something where uh, I think somebody faked a video of some sort and made it seem like he was, he said something that he didn't, that really never didn't happen or something, mm. but whatever. Um, what else is going on in, in politics or is there anything um, going on in politics? I mean, it's not like I, I told you guys at the beginning of the year, it's not going to be much political shit happening just because we have divided government. So Republicans ain't going to pass shit that Biden wants to sign. So, the only real thing that we're waiting on is the debt ceiling. And then at the end of this year, at the end of the fiscal year, is them passing a budget for next year. Like, other than that, ain't really going to be much happening out of um, out of uh, D.C. But this week specifically, um, we had uh, the uh, loan forgiveness, the student loan forgiveness case mm-hmm. at the Supreme Court. So the justices heard oral argument over that case. Um, what we're waiting, we won't find out the result of it until June, but it's two possible results that we're looking at. And one of them is because this case is basically on what's called standing and standing in the legal world essentially just means like you have a dog in the fight. So like, you know, um, you know, I, I can't sue for something that doesn't impact me at all. You know what I mean? And so this case is at the Supreme Court basically saying that the people who sue don't have standing. They shouldn't even be allowed to sue. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be hearing this case at all. And let's keep it moving. Um, So uh, um, the Supreme Court will either say yay or nay, they don't have standing. So if they say yes, they do have standing, then they'll send it back down to the original course. And it has to kind of work its way all the way through the cycle again. Or they could go the other the other way and say, yes, they do have standing. And if they and then because we think they have standing and we've heard enough, we can decide the case on the merits, meaning that we think they have standing and no need to work it through again. We already heard it. So let's decide it, you know, and then go from there. So we'll see what happens. Um, I listened to the oral arguments of both because it was two cases. It's the case of the states 
the, the, the state Republicans who are suing the Biden administration. Mm -hmm. And then there's two individual student loan uh, uh, folks that are suing um, the Biden administration. Um, listening to the arguments, the case of the two individuals, their case seems extremely weak. Um, so I think that they're going to lose. Their shit's going to get kicked out. I think the state's case, it also seems kind of weak as well. Um, but I think they got a better shot on that state side versus those individuals. But if I had to guess, I would say it sounds like this thing is probably going to be a 5-4 decision in um, um, with them saying Biden overstepped his authority in, um, in uh, forgiving student loans. So. Just based, I, just based off what I heard in the oral arguments. And and part of the thing is, is that what the Supreme Court has done, um, like since like the mid Obama years, I'll say, is they created this new legal doctrine that they call the major major questions doctrine, which is something they just made up in the in the mid 2010s, you know, um, and essentially the way it works is to not kind of you know bore you more on it or whatever that <laughs> um, when congress passes big legislation right so for example when congress created the epa they passed the clean air act the clean water act and they created the epa under republican richard nixon by the way um so what they did was they said we're going to give the epa the power to regulate air and water right and that's kind of it super broad like that and part of the reason they did that is because Congress is made up of people who are farmers and some are doctors, some are lawyers, some are just some guy who thought, you know, I could do that job. I'm going to run, you know, and they're not experts in environmental affairs. And so the EPA, they assume it's going to be ran by an expert appointed by the president and they're going to have experts who work all throughout the building. And then these people will say, this is how much methane in the air is acceptable. This is how much carbon dioxide or this chemical or whatever, you know what I mean? And they'll regulate the air. So when they pass these rules saying you, you they're regulating methane or whatever kind of um, 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 chemicals and gases and things like that, the Supreme Court says, we're not sure Congress meant to give them this much authority. And so since right. they didn't, we're going to say this is considered a major question. And we're going to strike this regulation down and say, if they want to regulate this thing, they got to wait for Congress to give them actual authority to do so. And we have the same thing that happens in the um, in the student loan forgiveness. There's a bill that passed in 2003 called the Heroes Act, which um, it was the, the the bill itself was around like veterans or not veterans, like military people who deployed in debts and things like that. As part of that, as part of that bill, it gave the secretary of education the authority to waive or um, waive or uh, uh, change, it uses a different word, but like waive or change any chapter four debt or something like that or whatever, you know, basically student ownership. And um, it doesn't give amounts. It doesn't say this has to be, it says like he can waive or change any chapter four debts in an emergency. It doesn't say what kind of emergency has to be. It doesn't put any caps on numbers and things like that. It doesn't say the people have to meet certain criteria. It just says he has the power to do this. That's it. And right. the Supreme Court is saying, well, did Congress mean for him? Because this student loan thing is going to be like half a trillion dollars. Did they mean to give the secretary of education the power to, to change half a trillion dollars in money? That's a major question. So we might have to send this back, you know. So we'll see what happens in June, but that's that's the way it sounds, you know. 
So the likelihood of that now, how long have we been without um, student loans? Probably almost two years since now. Right? Of, since March of uh, 2020. Okay, so two years. Three years. Oh, March three years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get rid of the shit. Yeah. Get rid of it. Like the only people that are paying student loans today are the people that are like, all right, I'm going to get ahead while my shit is, you know, pause and not have to pay this fucking interest and shit, right? Mm -hmm. Which I suspect in the world that we live in, that percentage is extremely low, mm -hmm. extremely low. Um, Get rid of it. Yeah. Get rid of it. It's not, yeah. it's not. And I, I don't know, like, I don't know that it makes sense to do it going forward, right? Because now... I mean, then you'd be giving everyone free education or, you know, whatever. But go, look, looking in hindsight, we're not we're not missing the money. I don't I don't think we're missing. The, you know, they're missing the money, the, the government. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I could be wrong, but whatever. Um, and. Maybe you set it to where you get rid of what's standing now and and then moving forward. Student loans are only necessary for, or only available for, you know, uh, secondary education, uh, yeah. or, or you know, beyond just your normal uh, community college or whatever, right? Um, right. Continuing education beyond that. So I, I don't know. I don't know how you, but I don't think we're, we're clearly they're not missing it. If it was that big of a, a detriment to our society, or you know, our uh, or the money. Uh, aspect of it was so impactful. There's no way that this shit would still be paused, right? No and way. then um, the two individuals that are suing, uh, one of them is named. Their last name is Brown. The other one I don't remember the name. But let's just call him Smith. So basically, what they're suing for is Brown got ten thousand dollars in student loan debt relief. Both of them have student loans. Brown got ten thousand. Smith got nothing. And so they're suing. They have the same lawyer too. So it, which makes no sense because the lawyer is suing to stop the student loan forgiveness and it's basically some right wing group who got them to sue and the, their mm -hmm. lawyers being paid for by this right wing group that's why he's representing both of them even though if he wins the one who got money gets nothing and then the one who got nothing still gets nothing <laughs> you see what i'm saying so that shit yeah. makes no sense or you know so um um but the, the argument that they're making is is that Whenever government like chain do, does new regulatory policy, they have what's called a, a notice and comment period where the public gets to weigh in and say, this is what I think about this thing before they make a decision. Right. And in this case, the, 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 the Department of Education didn't do that. Right. And so they're saying because the Secretary of Education didn't have a notice and comment period, that makes this um, ruling that he passed to, to forgive the student loan debt they have to get rid of it because he didn't follow federal regulations. Although in the law, in the HEROES Act, the law where the secretary is drawing his power to do student loan forgiveness, after it says the secretary has the power to waive or change any chapter four debt or whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. it says, and he has the power <laughs> to waive notice and comment. And in his letter where he signs a thing, he says, I'm waving notice and comment. So again, why are we here? What are we talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know because, why we're here. Yeah, no, I know why we're here. I mean, Joe Biden has a D after his name. So, you know, um, 
Um, so yeah, so like I said, we'll we'll see what happens, man. So that was in the Supreme Court this week, and uh, likely in June, um, you know, we'll we'll uh, we'll get an answer. But like I said, I listened to the oral argument live, all three hours of it, and um, you know, even the even the Republican justices were like tearing this lawyer up, like the one who um, uh, who was representing the two people or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like. They're like, I don't understand, you know, what when you say da da da, and he's like, Oh, your honor, you know, blue, 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 blue. And then Katanji Brown Jackson was like, wait a minute. Cause see, I thought you were arguing da da da, but then you just said to Justice Barrett, yada, yada, yada. So now I don't understand why we're here. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's what happens. He was just getting it from all sides. Like it seems like, you know, it was one of those things where Somebody told him, hey, man, the justices are conservative, so don't worry about it. And he was like, okay, cool. I guess I don't got to study. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we got you. Just show up. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, uh, yeah, sounds like some other stuff we see in this yeah. world. And then Let the me other, ask you. only other thing in politics real quick is, uh, you know, Jimmy Carter still in at-home hospice care. Um, um, I haven't really heard much news on him. It's just that he's, you know, resting comfortably and just kind of, you know, waiting. You know, it's, it's a waiting game at this point uh, for him and his family, but they're they're together. Um, and then uh, the White House announced this week that uh, Biden had a, a lesion removed from his chest. And um, it was it was after they tested it, they found that it was cancerous, but they got it off and uh, no need for um, like no chemo, no radiation, nothing like that. They were able to just remove it and it's all good. According yeah, to I think. Yeah, I think I saw that. I saw that pop up on my on my timeline, or you might have posted that. Um, let me see. So there was one thing I wanted to ask you um, from a political standpoint. How much? How much would you say you'd be willing to pay? For Lauren Bobert's OnlyFans, if that shit was to happen. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like I'm I'm listening to the question like being formulated, and I'm trying to think, and then it gets to the end. It's like, man, I definitely didn't see it taking that turn. <laughs> um, well, I don't know because I don't know. Like, man, you don't. You don't one, hate her that much. It's not that I don't hate her, you know. Um, one, Lauren, I don't find her that attractive to begin with. So that's one. But then there's like this, um, there's like this celebrity quality where it's kind of like I might be intrigued, you know. And and to kind of to kind of give you an idea of what I'm talking about, remember China from uh, WWF or WWE mm-hmm. for wrestling? Yes, yes. And she did the Playboy joint. Back yes. in like the, I remember I was in Japan and that came out and I didn't find her that attractive, but I, I kind of had to see it. So I went and bought an issue. <laughs> <laughs> I went down to the, to the store on base and I got a copy, you know, and I wasn't, I didn't like what I saw, but you know, <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, like a car crash. You know, I kind of, right. I, I had to look, you it know, brought, it brought intrigue. <laughs> exactly. So, so I wonder if, um, um, if there is a Lauren Boebert uh, uh, OnlyFans, if I, I probably would check it out, but I, I it probably couldn't be more than like five ten bucks. I just feel like that's a better. Or, or me, the way I am, I'm, I'm a pretty cheap guy. 
you know, I would I would get in on that free trial and then cancel before it charged my card. <laughs> Find it on Reddit. <laughs> you know, um, I just feel like that's a better that would be a better use of her time. Um, I saw a video of her reading reading something uh, mm-hmm. from the Bible recently. Uh, did you see that video? Mm-hmm. She was reading a a piece from the vibe the Bible, and it was like um, she read it as wonton. Uh, I'll I'll have to send it to you. I have to send it to you so you can see it. Um, but all I could do all I could do is think of like, man, I, I, there's some so much better use of her time than standing here, you know, talking about politics, and that would be. I'm sure she'd make great money. Like that, like she needs campaign funds, bruh. Immediately. Yeah. And you know, they don't care. Like them people wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Think of it. So put it in perspective. If she did that, she'd be a hero amongst her party, right? If uh, AOC did it, she'd be like the devil to their party. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and then also, you know, wouldn't be accepted by uh, Democrats either, of course. You know, um, it's it, it kind of it goes back to me and you were talking um, a couple of weeks ago. It was on another pod that uh, EJ wasn't here, actually, by the way, now that I think about it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember saying to you, you know, like we choose to like we don't have to vote for these people, you know. And and there was another option in that race and, and people, for whatever reason, you know, they couldn't do it. And I look at Lauren Boebert and it kind of goes back to what I was saying about Bernie Madoff a little bit ago. You know, it's it's different, you know, when you're white and and this is a woman who's a high school dropout. I don't know if she has her GD or not, but she dropped out of high school and now she's in Congress. You know, and I'm not saying like high school dropouts shouldn't, you know, have anything in their life, but I'm like. I don't know if I want them running the country. Like if you couldn't finish <laughs> high, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm not saying like, Oh, you dropped out of high school. You got to be a piece of shit for your entire life, you know, but fuck man. Like, I think we got to draw the line somewhere. Like they shouldn't be doing brain surgery and, and, and like running the country and shit. Like, like there should be certain like thresholds to, to, to get to that level, you know? And listen, put but, it this we way. Let these people in. When you fill out a job application, it asks if you have the high school diploma. Right. Right. When you look at um, most requirements for jobs these days, minimum education is high school diploma. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me if I can't work at CVS because I don't have a high school diploma, what makes you think that I could be a congresswoman or congressman? without a high school diploma you know exactly. what i mean like it's, that it's insane man it's insane but at the end of the day you know anybody can run right you you pay the, the filing fee and then you you go out and get your name on the ballot but but people don't have to vote for you and, and that's that's the problem with with us in this country is that you know it's always party over politics or or, or, or party over country i mean you know politics over country etc and people say you know i'm a democrat that person has r next to their name can't do it you know Mm -hmm. and boom that's it you know and i always tell people you know i don't i'm biased as fuck you know i don't care right but 
in 2010, I voted for a Republican because I was of Charlie Chris. I was like, Marco Rubio is going to be terrible. So this Democrat who's in the race can't win. So I'm going to vote for Charlie Chris and hope that I can get him over the edge. You know what I mean? And, you know, but people, I, I just feel like a lot of people don't vote like that. They're just like, oh, this per I'm a Democrat, the person's Republican, I can't vote for him. I'm a Republican, that person's Democrat, I can't vote for him. And, yeah. you know, that that's just going to be, I'm not going to be, it's already been bad for us, but it's going to just be worse for us in, in the uh, in the future as, as, a, as a society, as a country. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I agree. I um, I still would. I would probably pay. <laughs> I'd probably pay like four. I think fourteen ninety nine is probably a realistic number. Yeah. You know, but only for the I mean, first. Hers would be high though if she had one, because I mean, usually people with notoriety be, you know. Well, Iggy is numbers up. So Iggy Azalea came in at twenty four ninety nine. Do you think Lauren Bobert comes Bobert comes in up above or or below? I would say Iggy. below. So below. like knowing that. That would okay. So I, I fourteen ninety nine sounds okay, knowing that Iggy is twenty five, since yeah. she got more notoriety. And to be clear, I'm only paying for the first month. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not. a long term sub. Yeah, like I'm not. It's not gonna renew automatically. And if it does, like month two, as soon as it renews, I'm calling the credit card. And, and, yeah. and <laughs> yo, I didn't know. I didn't authorize this unauthorized mm-hmm. charge. <laughs> and matter of fact, both months. Yes, both yeah. months were unauthorized. You know, me, get the login, my, take a couple screenshots, cancel. Yeah, give me my $30 back. <laughs> See, I might take a couple screenshots and sell them for $5 a piece to three people and make my money back. <laughs> Shit. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's, you know, but I mean, I heard that, um, I don't know if it's true or not, you know, allegedly, that uh, she used to do some kind of, uh, uh, I don't know if it was OnlyFans or whatever, but there was an allegation. She said that she was going to sue the people who made it, and she's yet to do so. So, uh, you know, they and and when uh, when they said that she was doing some kind of you know some kind of sex work allegedly, um, hmm. when she said that she was going to sue them, they basically replied to her on Twitter was like, "We can't wait, please." They literally were like, "Please sue us," because they were right. like, "Once they once because then sued, it gets out, opens up the discovery process." And now we can start sending subpoenas and getting your emails and all kind. You know what I mean? So <laughs> they were like, "Please sue us." And she, right. That was like almost a year ago, and she nothing's been done. So you know, we'll see. That don't mean that it's true, but you know, I find it interesting that um, you know, uh, uh, you know what I mean. That she said, "I'm going to sue," and they weren't like, "Okay, we're sorry." That they, please sue. Come on, come on. <laughs> you know right. <laughs> Do us the favor. Exactly. <laughs> It kind of well, kind of makes you wonder. Well, it looks like I need to do some. Uh, I need to do some research. Hmm. I mean, I need to, I need to track they, some things down. Yeah, they just had allegations. They they didn't have any like pictures or like like a account handles or nothing like that. So it sounds like but, it's something that they've heard, but don't necessarily have like concrete did, evidence for. But did you look? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> The VP of research for nothing. Um, <laughs> the one thing we need you to do research on. Uh, okay. Um, all right. What else is going on? Your boy LeBron is hurt. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's, uh, he's at that Kobe stage, man, where it seems like those last couple of years, Kobe just couldn't stay on the court, you know? And I mean, 
you know, we we have said it countless times, you know, Father Time's undefeated, you know what I mean? And, and LeBron has been a phenom, like, health-wise. You know, it's, it's amazing the dude's conditioning and, and especially the way he plays. You know, he's, you know, playing defense. He's blocking shots. He, he yeah, hops like crazy, you know, so you'd expect him to be having more problems, especially, like, when he's hauling ass from one side of the court. Like, when you think about that, that uh, shot that he blocked on Steph in the finals, like he went like in the end, you know what I mean? And and you would think that this stuff would have happened earlier, but sometimes that youth just protects you, you know what I mean? And yeah. and now he's, you know, what, 36, something like that, and, and it's, it's different. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, 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 it's age, man. It's age. Like it, you knew it was coming. You could do everything you want to try and, and you know, the difference between him and like Tom Brady is Tom Brady can be protected. Tom Brady can, he can prevent contact in most cases. He probably controls contact 90% of the time, you know, Mm -hmm. because he can throw the ball away, you know. Um, Does he know? I mean, he takes, he was taking some sacks and stuff like that. And he plays once a week. Yeah, but if he really wanted to not ever take a hit, you know, in his last season or if he played again, he could just all right, snap the ball and oh, here they come throwing it away. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like he has control of it. And then, so the point of that is LeBron does not, right? LeBron has to jump. You know, your legs, your knees, your lower extra, your lower body parts are going to feel the torque that comes with a 260, 240, 250 pound person mm-hmm. falling from you know whatever you know a four foot jump maybe you know whatever his his vertical is so um add to that the fact that you, you're stepping on you could be stepping on people's feet and all this other shit so um you know hopefully he gets he gets right i don't know they said it, it'll be a few weeks but um you know lakers started to look okay after the trade deadline and uh i don't know that they have I don't know if they would have the the West locked up, but mm-hmm. they would be one of those teams where coming in five, six seed, people would be like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, damn, yeah. we gotta play, we gotta play LeBron and A D like in in the first round. Like, this is gonna be a tough one. Mm-hmm. So hopefully he gets back for the playoffs. Yeah. Hopefully, man. You know, I mean I'm I like the guy, so I'm I'm hoping he's in the mix. But uh yeah, it's just it's tough, man. It's it's tough getting old, you know, for for like anybody. Like shit, man. I me and my brother were talking like I don't know. This is probably like a month ago, and um, he was telling me like he was having like an uh, uh, issue with his um with his bladder, and you know I'm like, oh, did you ask the doctor about this? Not a lot of you know. And then like after we talked about everything, I was like, yo, it's so crazy. Like, you know. Back in the day when we're having conversations, is like, man, what you been up to? Like, oh man, I, I went to the club. Oh, we, you know, we went on this trip, you know, da 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 da. And I was like, now we get to the age where it's like, man, how's your pressure? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. Did you see a doctor yet? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, like, you know, like now I be like, everything I eat fucks my stomach up and shit. Like before, I was like a fucking garbage disposal. And, you know, now I eat the wrong thing and, like, you know, I'm on the fucking toilet for, for three hours or something. You know, it's like, it's crazy, man. Like, just getting old. That shit ain't easy, man. Yeah, man. It sucks. It sucks aging. 
I be sitting there like, yo, I can't be tired already. It's only 9.30. Oh, man, Steve, I remember when I was in the military, I would go to work. Like, it would be like a Friday, and we would have PT that morning. So, like, we did 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, three, five-mile run, come back, work all day, and then we would get off at, like, 3 to go, like, on a like a long weekend for some holiday or something, like a three, four-day weekend or whatever. I would get off work at like three o'clock, go home. I already had the stuff packed up, load up the car, and then we drive down to Miami. Seven hour drive. We get down there, and I'm there, go and see my wife's people. Hey, what's up? You know, da 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 da. Drop her off and stuff. Go to my brother's house. By the time I get over there, it's like 11 o'clock, shower, change, hit the club. Now, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they're like, hey, you want to watch a movie? I'm like, it's 8 30. <laughs> <laughs> we can watch it. I don't know if we're gonna finish it. I don't know if we're gonna like you can turn it on if you want, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know, it's 8 30. Like, you know, if you, you should ask me like an hour ago, you know, because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, It'd be it's, like it's that. crazy, man. It's crazy. Like the Sweet. night used to start at like you know 11, 12 o'clock, and now. Is like, yo, man, it's fucking ten. I gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> ten o'clock. <laughs> as soon as I, as soon as I put the feet up on the recliner, I'd be like, oh, yeah. I be, I be looking at the movie times and shit. Like, ooh, after seven? Yeah. <sighs> Damn, they don't got shit that start before seven. You know, people still go to movies after seven. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but man, yeah, that's it's crazy, man. It is crazy, yo. Like, I, I was last week. I was. Man, I was fucking craving um like one of them seafood broils or whatever. Mm. Like the crab legs and the andouille and the corn and shit. And my sister-in-law was like, they got a place that's down the street in, in uh in winter springs. We can order from there. And I was like, ah, it's like three o'clock. It's, it's too late for that because I don't know how it's gonna hit my stomach. So I'm in <laughs> <maybe> next week. <laughs> I ain't trying to be up all night. <laughs> But younger me, I'm like, shit, let's 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 do it. Right. So, Look at two of them. Mm-hmm. I know, man. I know shit's crazy. Um, did you see? I, I don't know if you heard about this. I don't I don't know if you follow the 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 smut sites like I do, but uh did you see Tyga? Um the rapper, mm-hmm. which was also Black China's baby daddy. Uh he's in a relationship with um Avril Lavigne. The singer? The singer, Avril Lavigne. Seems like a, a odd pairing, no? Hmm. I'm I'm confused though. I'm I'm Yeah, I'm confused. About what? Is it Tyga? No, because you said um you said I don't follow the smut sites and then, like I'm thinking you was about to say he's in a relationship with a porn star or something. Oh no, I was that's talking why, about that's why, you know I was like the singer? No, like, I was talking. No, I was talking about like the shade room and shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> the yeah, the, the messy sites, the messy sites. Right, um, yeah, that yeah. seems odd. Yeah. Um. Well, he's getting a lot of he's getting a lot of flack, of course. You know, black Twitter not happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, black woman Twitter. Uh, upset about you know why he dating outside the race. I say to that. Have you seen? How his baby mama treated him? You see what Black <laughs> China did? She only takes the kids on the weekends from him and from Rob Kardashian. 
mm-hmm. like hitting him in the head I like crazy. Huh? I forgot she was with Rob Kardashian. Oh yeah, yeah. She, it's all about the money. You know that. You know how that goes. Wasn't nothing. Not more than that. Um. But yeah, I, so I guess the question is like, at what point do do people just allow others to be happy? <laughs> like when do when, when do we just say, you know what, let this person be happy? Never. And and it's it's because like it's you know, it's one of those things where people will always have an opinion about anything, right? And I remember my mom used to say, um, she was like, don't worry about people talking about you. She was like, people were talking about you before you were born. They were talking about you while you were alive. They can be talking about you after you're dead, you know? Um, now, you know, obviously it's levels depending on, you know, your status as a celebrity and stuff like that. It's, it's just more people essentially, right? Um, but with that said, people have always had an opinion about what's happening with other people. And social media allows us to amplify our opinions and especially because we have direct access to those people right we can mm. you know uh um you know we could hit up tiger on on twitter or ig and be like yo why why are you dating outside your race like what the fuck you know you, you you hate black women you know and and you know he may or may not see it you know and then people can do the same shit to her about you know you're stealing our men and all, all this kind of shit you know what i'm saying and it's just one of those things where people just think like, you know, that they should be heard. You know what I mean? And on anything, you know, it, it's one thing to say, you know, oh, the country is going to, you know, send money to Ukraine. I don't think we should be getting involved in other people's country. OK, you know, you pay taxes. You, you're a citizen of this country. You know, you know your, your opinion should be heard. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't mean we got to listen to it. But, yeah, you know, you, you, you got a stake in, in 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 what's happening. But what's your stake in Tiger and, and Avril Levine's relationship? Like like we were talking about earlier with the Supreme Court, where's your standing? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like, where's your skin in the game? Because, you know, now, if if Black China said something, I still don't think she necessarily would even have a right, right? But if if, if her thing was coming from, like, a you know, he's always with her. He's not spending time with the kids, you know, maybe. But other than that, like, shut the fuck up, you know? Look me in the face when I say this. <laughs> These same black women that have problems with Tyga out there with Avril Lavigne mm-hmm. and with Patrick Mahomes and his white mm-hmm. fiance or baby mom or whatever, right? Specifically, the Tiger piece. None of them had a problem when Black China was rocking out with Rob Kardashian. Facts. It's interracial. I didn't hear none of them like, "Oh, why is she dating outside the race?" You know, um, go get your money, girl. <laughs> like that's it's a whole. It's so there's double standards in everything we talk about, right? And we've been talking a lot about double standards for men versus women. You know, men go out and 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 um, you know they s- smut around. And they're heroes. Women go out and smut around in their hoes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in this case, men go out and date outside the race, and they're, oh, you you don't care about black people. You hate black women. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're doing it to Michael B. Jordan. They're doing yeah. it to Michael B. Jordan right now too. Um, but on the flip side, you know, it's double standard. Uh, go out and get your money, girl. <laughs> You know, make it happen. Whatever it takes. Whoop, whoop. She tired of broke ass, dirty dudes. Like, it's immediately that's the reason why. So, I just think, uh, you know, the judgment, the double standards, just you know, 
it's it's a bit yeah. much, man. It's it is. Much. It is. You know, but I, I just don't understand why like people get so like worked up. Like, you know, like I don't even think this is a good justification, but I could almost see it if like you like this black woman who has a problem with it, you know, like she was in the relationship with Tiger and then he left her for Avril Lavigne, you know, and she's like, what the fuck? Like, you know, but like, you're some nobody that this guy doesn't know. He never will know. You know what I mean? Like, why do you give a shit? You know, like just, you know, all right, how's your relationship going? <laughs> like, right. Right. Exactly. Like, you single, single on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm upping my bid to 1999. <laughs> I don't know if that's her. It it looks like it, but I'm not sure. 1999. I think it's the black glasses that does it for me. <laughs> but I mean the, the 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 pick on the right, it's it's pretty compelling to 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 make me wonder if that's her. But you know, that 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 I was I was going to say the tattoo, but I mean you could photoshop a tattoo, so I don't know. That's true. That's true. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Um, let's see. I mean, we talk- there's a bunch happening in the world, but, you know, what's relevant, I guess. Right. <laughs> so Ukraine, they just had the, the uh, two-year anniversary of uh, everything popping off in Ukraine. Um, so, you know. It's been two years already? Yeah, man. It's crazy. Where's all the videos? I mean, I'm pretty sure they exist, you know, but I guess like, you know, social media is really like segmented, you know, like um, if, if you don't have like people in a, in the United States sharing stuff that's coming from like social media over there, you don't you don't really see it. You know what I mean? Right. And so um, like I remember I was watching it was something that was happening in um, I want to say it was the Philippines. I don't know, it was somewhere like in, in Asia and people were like, this thing just went viral over Twitter. And I'm like, I've never heard of that until I was just watching this video. Like, you know, like, but sometimes it's just the the those social medias are just segmented, like for for oh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was um when they were saying Ireland was going crazy over the whole um when everything was going down with Harry and Meghan and uh like mm. black black Twitter, like in Ireland, like Ireland's black Twitter was like <laughs> going ham. Or whatever, and I was like, you know, this shit was going viral, da da da. And I'm like, I'm pretty plugged into Black Twitter. I've never, I've never heard of any of this stuff. But Haven't seen it. it doesn't but, uh, exist. I'm not on. I'm not plugged into Ireland Black Twitter. So, you know, I guess it just kind of depends on where you are. Makes sense. Yeah, and uh, the media is kind of, for the most part, I mean, I would say with the exception of maybe like MSNBC, who, you know, I see they're constantly talking about. Um, Ukraine trying not to let people, you know, forget about it and stuff. Um, but you don't really see it too much in the media. It only got, it, it came up on all media like two weeks ago. Or I would say for the last two weeks because, you know, Biden took a trip over there and right. then um, um, after Biden went, like a bunch of his cabinet has been going. So uh, the Treasury Secretary was there. The Attorney General went after Biden. Um, I think the, the Secretary of State went to CIA Director. So they've been sending like a steady diet of of like high level um us people over there and so the trip gets covered but you know it seems like the media is like ready to to move on from it are they like actively at war like active active like every day something's happening or is it just like 
It's like, just in certain regions. So, like, the Russians have, like, bombed. Ukraine is basically just damn near destroyed, like, all over the place. And so sometimes they're bombing places that, like, ain't really much there. Um, um, there's luckily. The heaviest fighting happens in the in the east side of Ukraine in this area they call the, the Dom, Dombosk area, mm-hmm. um, which is this area that the Russians are basically trying to take over. They're trying to take over the whole country, but... Um, they've been trying to take over that part of the country for, from like the, from the jump, and um, you know, so they, they do a lot of fighting. I mean, we're, give, we're still giving them money and security assistance. We're still giving them weapons. Um, there was a big controversy about tanks because they wanted um, the Abrams tank, the M1 Abrams, which is a tank that we use in the uh, in the army for for our military, and um, we were saying no. We wanted them. We wanted the Germans to give them tanks. And then people were like, the U.S. needs to give them the tanks. Like, what the fuck? Da, da, da. And, you know, I'm not some military fucking guru or defense strategist or some shit. But the reason that we were saying no made perfect sense to me. And it was, one, the parts to repair it, if they need parts, are already going to be in Europe because they got this German tank. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, um, the, the German tank, the, the big issue for the United States was the fuel those German tanks that they could get run off of just diesel fuel, which is readily available in Ukraine. Whereas the M1 Abrams tank that we use, it actually runs off of jet fuel. And mm-hmm. so they were like, you know, it's going to be harder to like gas this shit up, you know, <laughs> and probably much more expensive. Yeah. So, you know, but we ended up still sending them some tanks, but they got most of, they're getting most of the tanks from, um, from Germany, but you know, it's just like like shit like that that's still um, that's still going on with it, man. So I'd have to assume it's probably pretty expensive to to get tanks over there too from here. Yeah, like well, you know, I mean, we have tanks over there already. Like we, you know, we got forces all throughout Europe, so they would just move pieces like from there. I'm, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's expensive to move it, no doubt. But if I had to, if I had to imagine, they probably would like move some of the shit that's in Europe already and give it to the Ukrainians and then we would move some shit over here to resupply what we had what we gave up in Germany or from wherever in Europe I assume gotcha yeah I just you know uh, I saw a question in one of those uh, social media's videos the other day a reel or something that was just like um you know, in this day and age with technology and social media and videos and all of that, like we're not seeing a lot of of footage, you know, mm-hmm. anymore. And even throughout, if you think about when it first started, we saw some footage, some pretty bad footage. Um, but I think it panned down pretty quickly mm-hmm. and is almost non-existent today, um, which makes people question you know, the validity of everything that everyone's talking about and the, um, you know, the urgency behind it, if it's if we're not seeing or hearing about it. Right. Um, yeah. So it just makes you question. And uh, I, I don't think that you're wrong. You know, and it's, it's it, like what the, the point you're raising is why a lot of times on here and in our uh, private chat, I talk a lot about the media failing. Right. Um, it's because, you know, this thing kind of gets out of sight, out of mind. And then people, you know, think like, why are we, is that still going on? Why are we still sending them money? Like what the fuck's happening? You know? 
And it's because the media has essentially said, yeah, okay, it's time to turn the page. We're moving on to the next thing. You know, we got to talk about important shit like the Washington Post story that ran this week that went viral and has had thousands of people commenting on when uh, Joe Biden and Jill Biden went out for date night. They ordered the same meal at the restaurant. Yeah, that's got to get all over. We, get, we you know, they both ordered rigatoni with red sauce. And I did see that. You got to talk about that. Like, you know, and, you know, people were going to like, wow. They, I mean, the Washington Post ran this story. They talked to people who are considered, you know, dating experts. And they talked to regular Joes who were like, I don't Why would you go to a restaurant and order the same meal as the person you're eating with? And what does that say about, you know, bloop, 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 da, 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 you know? And I'm thinking like, why the fuck is this a story? Because like the way I look at it, Steve, I'm like, I'm married. Me and my wife have a lot of the same taste. We go to a restaurant and I say, what you getting? And she says, I'm going to get blah, blah, blah. And I say, that sounds good. I was looking at this, but I think I'm going to order that. Who ha- who hasn't done that? Like, what the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> it. Yeah, it is kind of it is kind of weird. I don't know that it's important for it to be a huge, you know, um, a huge thing. But you would think like, what are you getting? You know, so I don't order the same thing and we could try both, you know, two different things is usually the take that people, you know. But if you go somewhere that specializes in something specific, then, yeah. Right. So if I if I walk into a restaurant, if the two of us walk into a restaurant, we're like, hey, what's you know, what do you suggest? And they're like, oh, um, you should try the rigatoni with the red sauce. That's our specialty. That's the chef's specialty. And that's what everyone loves here. But the portions are small. So, okay, yeah, give us two then. <laughs> you know, like, so, uh, or, but yeah. Or what about this, Steve? Let me throw another scenario at you. <laughs> what if I told you that Joe and Jill Biden have been married for like 45 years? She did the cooking over those 45 years. She's molded his taste in eating to the shit that she makes. And so when he goes out, he likes to eat the shit that she eats because that's just how it's been. (laughs) Like it kind of goes back to that tiger discussion. Like, like, why is this important to people? Yeah. You know, like Jay-Z bar, what you eat don't make me shit. So like, Why? Why do we care? <laughs> People got to find got to find a reason to comment on everything. Yeah, like I remember, um, um, you know, me and my wife went out to dinner to celebrate after we um after we got debt free, went to uh, uh you know an expensive place, you know, went to the Capitol Grill. Yeah, and uh, you know we're eating, and you know, like those spots are like everything's a la carte, you know. And we ordered, and they had brought our food out. And, you know, because the sides are a la carte, they're usually pretty big. Yeah. And so we're sitting there, and this um, this couple that was sitting across from us, they ordered their food, and they're like, I don't know what I want. And, you know, the dude is, like, telling them about different stuff. And they're ordering all these sides. And we were like, I wonder if they know how big these fucking sides are. You know, and then that shit came out, and they were both looking like, what the fuck? Because now they got to get all these to-go boxes and shit because they didn't know how much food they you know, something like that. We like we laughed at it, you know, but I'm not sitting there like, why would they order all that food? Oh, my God. Like, you know, why would you get the mac and cheese and the mashed potatoes? What, what are you doing? What's, let me write a news article. Like, <laughs> like, this shit is ridiculous, yo. 
Like, let yeah. people be. You know what I mean? Like, these two people are, they obviously like each other. They've been married fucking almost 50 years, you know? And, you know, you, you get that age and you just, you know, you it's the easy way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you do shit. We, yeah, go to play, we go to, um, when we go to, uh, uh, Cheddar's, us as a family, all three of us love the country fried chicken. And we sit order and all three of us order that shit. Three orders of the country fried chicken. <laughs> all right, yeah, y'all crazy. Y'all, y'all about as crazy as some damn Bidens. <laughs> there's, there's. All right, well, here's the problem. That's why there's news articles because y'all motherfuckers is crazy. Y'all crazy. It's yo, it's rare, so so rare that we like that I've gone out to eat and we ordered the same thing. Super, super, mm-hmm. super, 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 We usually share if we're going to do that. Maybe the same side, you know, um, but usually not not so much. But I guess, right, in that case, there's also been times where we've gone out and one of us didn't like our plate and we liked what the other person had. Mm-hmm. And then now you only got, you know, a small half portion versus, you know, sending back what you got and ordering the second thing and getting some hat chew and getting your food spit in and all that stuff. Yeah. You know? So, um, but yeah, they, y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> we like the country fried chicken. Give us three. <laughs> and give so, me some of them. Give me some of them croissants. The honey, the honey oh, butter yeah. croissants. Honey butter croissants, man. That's, yo, whoever. Shout whoever out to Yeah. Whoever came up with that, they're you know they got to be right with God, because yeah, that's just them, them shits are different. They're superhero. They're superhero. Yeah. Those those fucking yeah. honey butter croissants from Cheddar's Scratch Kitchen are it's amazing. This, amazing, I delicious. Like, don't change something about them. Don't change nothing about them. Them shits is awesome. But yeah, and I, I be you know, and just... I be doing some fat shit. I mean, like let me get an extra little cup of the fucking honey butter. <laughs> I be dipping that shit like it's ketchup. <laughs> I know the waiter waitress be like, this nigga nasty. Yeah. It's necessary. This shit is that it's, good. It's, it's it that is. good. Like I remember after we had them, we actually went and bought some honey butter from Publix and some croissants. Try to make them. It, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. <laughs> we tried the same shit, yo. Uh, yeah, we tried the same. I tried the same thing. Now we all see. It was not the same. So, yeah, they, they definitely shout out to them on that, you know. Yeah. But, you know, like yeah. at the end of the day, man, you know, like people just need to leave people alone, man. Let people just do what they do. Let them date who they date. Let them eat what they want to eat, you know, and just, yeah. you know, live, live your life. Oh, FedEx is here. I get excited when like FedEx or, or uh, UPS or Amazon comes. It's rare that this shit's for me, but. <laughs> I, I still get I still get excited because sometimes it is like I got some shit that I've ordered that hasn't come that's been I've been waiting on for a minute now I'm getting a little frustrated. Our neighbors probably think like they can't wait for us to all be gone from the house so they can break in all the deliveries we get. Mm-hmm. But if they only knew, most of that shit is like medical supplies. <laughs> yeah. Here's refill on medication. Here's uh, 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 tips refill on her. Like she gets like boxes of Medicaid because it has to last for a month. And so you know they probably be like, "Damn, he always getting shit delivered over there." It's just meds. I mean, ain't no flat screens over here or nothing like that. 
Yeah, that is absolutely not mine. I could see him from the window, and it was not mine. It's an Abercrombie, <laughs> it's an Abercrombie fucking bag, and I don't order from Abercrombie, so not a delivery for me. Um, so all right, uh, let's see. Anything else going on? We saw, got to see. I don't know if you've been watching basketball. KD's back. Um, he finally got on the court with uh, Phoenix. That pairing, that pairing looks good. Yeah, I mean it's not. I mean he's KD, so I mean he's gonna shine wherever you know. It's yeah, just it's a matter, matter of health now. Yeah, health and and can they make it work? Right? Are, are is Devin Booker gonna be able to step back? Because he you you're obviously not the one anymore. You know, especially so, since he thinks he's Kobe. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. You know, can can to to just to give a, an example, can Devin Booker become Dwayne Wade? And say I'm a star in my own right, but I have to take a, I have to be, you know, Robin to your Batman. And, right. Even though know, I'm better I, than you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, which I don't know. If, I don't think I don't think Booker's better than Durant. No, no, he's not. I mean, but if he could do that, man, you know, they they're gonna they're gonna be tough. It's gonna, gonna be the it's gonna be Chris Paul's job. Chris Paul's gonna have to be the facilitator, um, the veteran to keep like you know. Keeping those uh, those egos in, in check, you know, that's the one thing that I do give credit to Spolstra for mm. um, is keeping the egos in check on on that Heat team, on the Heat team where he had LeBron. And I've always given um, Pat Riley that. Um, I don't know that Phoenix – I think Phoenix, it's going to be Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul is going to have to make sure that, hey, listen – you're going to get your shots. You know, I'm, I'm he's the point guard, right? I'm the yeah. point guard. Like, I'm going to make it happen. You know, you guys don't have to worry about it um, because you still got to feed DeAndre Ayton, too, in the paint. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's a young guy who's still kind of finding his way, and he was hot for the beginning of the year while everyone was hurt. So now you're going to have Booker come back and KD come back, and so this guy's going to lose touches like crazy, you know, so you got to control that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, obviously it can be done, right? You know, we, we've seen – Team, I mean, we see uh, uh, Golden State. They're able to, to to share the ball amongst all their folks and let everybody still get shots and things like that. We saw it in Miami, you know. We we see it in um, or we saw it in uh in Boston with the uh the Paul Pierce, KD, Ray Allen team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it, it can be done, but it's just you know, do do those players have the temperament to do it? And right. so, you know, especially with a guy like Chris Paul, he he definitely have, is going to have to get guys in line because, you know, he only got so much time left to try to get a ring. And, you know, if he can't get a ring with this team, I just it just ain't going to happen. Right. So because this, right. this team is I mean, it, you know, as, as good as other teams are, I mean, you know, with that core, they're a monster, they're a monster. And, you know, who knows what they can do in the future given what they had to give up to get um to get KD and you know Kate even though you know Chris Paul's up in age KD's like what 34 um yeah. injury injury history there you know so the window is is now you know this year next year and that that's kind of like it basically you know so uh yeah we'll they see. should they should be definitely be looking this year they should be pushing yeah. pushing pushing somehow especially mm-hmm. Steph's hurt right now like you can take advantage Steph's of that bronze hurt, bronze hurt. Yeah. like mm-hmm. yeah this should be this should be an opportunity for them um yeah. even though those guys are going to come back they're still going to be coming back after sitting you know 20 games maybe maybe mm-hmm. more 
So by then they should have their chemistry right. Um, I think Phoenix Phoenix is a is a good look to potentially fight out fight their way out of the West. Um, Dallas is struggling, still not struggling. I won't say struggling. Um, Dallas is still figuring their way with with Kyrie and um, Luca, and then the Clippers though are struggling. Um, I yeah. think they were, and I don't know if they've won a game yet since Westbrook got there. I know they started zero no. three. Yeah, so they haven't won a game since Westbrook got there. They've lost to the Kings twice since Westbrook's <clears throat> been there. So um, I don't know if that's, you know, that, I mean, you're going to have to figure it out. You have do, you to figure think, it out. do you think that it's, it's Westbrook? You know, like, like you know how you get to that point when you say, like, at some point, you know, you got to, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, he like he left OKC and then he went to, uh, what was it, Houston? I think, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out there, and then it didn't. It didn't really. I mean, Washington triple double in Washington, but you know, it, it didn't work there. It didn't work with the Lakers. I mean, the Clippers thing is still is still new, but it don't seem like it's working at least for now. You know what I mean? Like, you do you think it's Russ? I, I think mean, I know you can't. You can't. You can't. His competitive spirit, his his, his ability, like you can't. You know, put throw trash on any of that. But I'm. Just, but right. it seems to not work where he's at. Yeah, I think for me the thing when I when I look at Russ, right, the the thing with Russ is, uh, <clears throat> even though he averages like triple doubles and you know, or he ha- has done in the past, I think it's the inconsistency that you expect from a superstar when you bring when you bring a Russ into the Clippers or you bring a Russ into the Lakers, you're expecting that if for some reason, you know, you need to sit Kawhi. You know, because he had a rough night the night before, a long night the night before, or Paul George, or both of them, that this guy can make that second unit better, or he can come out. And even if he's, you know, if they're not killing, you need him to, you know, on that night, put up 25, 30 points. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I just don't think he has it to consistently do that without the overwhelming amount of, because he's still not poised, right? Like, that was always the call out when he was with KD and OKC was like, yo, this guy is not poised. He don't know who the star is. Like, he don't know when to pass the ball. You know, you get a lot of assists, but if you have a shitload of turnovers, you know, does it does that even out? So I just think night in and night out, you're not getting the same game from Russ. And that makes it hard for a team to say, hey, that's the piece we need for us to be to make it to this next level, because it's not the same. You know, if you bring KD and you get 30 a night. Like I need a guy that's gonna if that what's gonna get us over the over the hump thirty a night. All right, go get KD. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He might get us fifty, but you're getting thirty. It's yeah. like playing like playing spades. Yo, we gotta make board. Who's who's gonna be able to make three books if I got one? Who who do I know is gonna absolutely be able to make some some shit happen? That's the partner I want. And I yeah. think with you know with Russ, it's not always that, right? With Russ, it's like, yo, we went bored. He'd be like, yo, I got three and get one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's that's the Russ to me. Um, not again, like you said, not to discredit his ability, um, his talent. You know what he can bring to a team and what he does bring to a team at times. It's just not. It's just not consistent. And I think yeah. that's what makes it tough. No, I mean that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, man. It's just, you know, I, I just as good as he is, I didn't I didn't expect him to be like this, 
journeyman type of player that's right. just all over the place. Can't find a home for some reason. And, and it kind of makes you wonder if those guys, KD included, Harden, should have just stayed in OKC. And and who knows, you know, what the hell. Oh, that would have been crazy. You know I mean? That would have been crazy. And, and maybe he just needs to go somewhere where it's his team. And he has good young talent around him. Maybe he needs to go be member Kawhi, member Kawhi in, in Toronto, right? Mm-hmm. Kawhi went to Toronto, and now you know Van Fleet, but Van Fleet wasn't a household name back then. Right. Pascal Siakam wasn't a household <laughs> name back then. Was it upcoming talent? Sure. We figured they had, you know, they would be good someday. Now they're really, both of them are very good players. Mm-hmm. But when you needed that one guy, which was Kawhi, to go in there, and make it happen, right? You had Lowry, but eh, you know, I think that might have been one of Lowry's best years that year. Yeah. You know, he played some good years with um with DeRozan and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think you need to find a young team like uh even a Detroit. Like they're they're not great, <laughs> they're really not that good. Um, but they have some young talent that will be good. Um, they have a big a big man in Duran. I think his name is Duran. Um, if that's pronounced correctly um uh Brian Hayes their point guard is good like maybe you need to get Russ on a team like that the magic right Franz Wagner um uh Mo uh Mo not Mo Bamba we don't have him Bobo um mm. Paulo Banchero like these guys can be really good players in in years to come and maybe you need to see if you get Russ on a team like that where he's the star He's the guy in the clutch spots, but you got other guys when he goes, you know, nine for 27 from the field or three for 17 from the field, but he can get you 17 assists. These guys are going to knock him down. Yeah. You know, that makes makes sense because putting him with those other stars, if I want to take a night off, like I need you to get me 25 and you, and you can't, that's a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. And it's a big game. So, um, but I like Russ, man. You know, I like Russ a lot, and, mm-hmm. and you know that again. That's not to discredit him as a as a player, but um, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough go at it if those guys can't get it get it right, and it's it's gonna really suck for you know Kawhi and PG because those guys already Paul George already don't get you know people already be hating on that guy, um, but Kawhi, you got all the Bron fans that are just waiting. To be like, this is the guy y'all been complaining about. <laughs> he can't win with these. So, yeah. watch that space. Watch that space. Yeah. yeah. And um, you've been you've been following the um, the combine at all this week? No, I, I well, saw not, you not necessarily the combine, but just like NFL news in general. Most of it's coming out of the combine because everybody's there. Mm-mm. But uh, did you see what? Okay, so I guess you didn't see what happened with um with uh the ravens then i didn't so um you know everybody's at the combine all the gms and the, you know the scouts head coaches and stuff and you know they've been doing these press availabilities and stuff and uh the ravens gm um they were talking to him you know about like receivers and stuff and he basically said um like yo you know I haven't been, we haven't been able to hit on a receiver, you know, and, and so that's, you know, he took blame for it. Like, that's my fault, you know, whatever. And then uh, Bateman came out and was like, you know, instead of blaming us, 
why don't you blame the one that caused the problems or whatever? And why don't you pay eight, meaning Lamar Jackson? Oh. And um, and when they said blame the one who caused the problems, they, they other people have said they're what he's alluding to, even though he didn't say it directly, is their like their person in charge of um like uh conditioning. Cause they were saying that's the reason why the Ravens are always hurt. Like, remember, I don't know if it was last year or the year before when they had like three or four guys at, at running back go out with a knee and they were yeah. saying the way he pushes the players is like too much. He's overextending them and like uh. breaking, fucking up their bodies and shit. They fired him already. Um, you know, but they were saying that's what Bateman was talking about or whatever, you know? And so, you know, a lot of people are like, yo, what the fuck is going on in Baltimore? You got players coming at the GM and shit like that. You know, so <laughs> they got this look and, and people are saying they think it's all stemming from, the Lamar Jackson situation. They're like, the team's not taking care of him and it's showing everybody else downstream. This organization doesn't care about us. They're not even taking care of the franchise guy. So what are they going to do when it's time for me? You know? And they I'm never like, have, though. They've never took taken care of their franchise guys. They didn't stand behind Ray Rice. Granted, you know, once we saw the video and all of that, they didn't stand behind him. They, they just never have been that organization to do that. And... Listen, man, everybody can't be Jerry Jones. I know people give Jerry Jones a hard time for being that GM that's in the front and the spotlight and all of that shit. You ain't never, ever heard one of Jerry Jones players step out of line and be like, oh, it's Jerry fault. <laughs> you know, Jerry ain't taking care of you saw you heard you heard Dez kind of talk wild because he didn't want to restructure, but he wasn't mm -hmm. saying I'm not getting paid. He was like, yo, I'm not restructuring, you know, and now when he finished, you know, he, he left the team or whatever. Same shit, like, oh, they wanted me to structure, I didn't want to structure, you know. But um, you've never, like, that's the difference between, you know, when you have a GM and even a coach. We say this at coach all the time. You know, if a player questions the coach's ability, the coach shouldn't be the coach no more. At that point, you got to make a decision. One of them has to go, the player or the coach. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this case, similarly with the GM, like, listen, man, I need you, listen, <laughs> I'm paying you. I'm paying you. This is this is your job. You work for me, right? I have a right to answer a question. Sure, he probably didn't make the right answer. And of course, Bateman's going to come out. He's a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's a wide receiver who's not getting it done, who hasn't gotten it done. Um, So, of course, he's going to feel like he's the one being targeted. But, um, you know, from a GM standpoint, standpoint, I would be the one to be like, listen, all right, get this guy, get him in a deal. Yeah, get him, in, get him in a deal and get him out of here. It says here, just to to, to quote it more accurately, he said, uh, it says Eric DaCosta, who's the GM on problems with drafting GMs, and he says, quote, if I had if I had an answer, that would probably mean I would have I would have I would have some better receivers. We're gonna keep mm -hmm. swinging. There have been some guys that have been successful players for us that were draft picks, um, but we never really hit on that. And then uh, Rashad Bateman comes back. He quote tweets the reporter who's reporting. Uh, Eric DaCosta saying that and says, um, he says, how about you? He says, how about you play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and eight? Blame the one who let who let he, he didn't type this shit. It says, blame the one you let do. <laughs> we take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy, care about us, and see what happens. Ain't no promises though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Yeah, that, that team is in shambles, man. It, it, it's, I, and I don't know how you fix, I don't know how you fix that. 
Like, yeah. um, when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson, who clearly made a statement and was like, I'm not, I'm sorry, you guys clearly don't give a shit about me. You're not paying me what I want to, you know, what I want to be paid. I'm sitting this one out. They were in the playoffs. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Like, this is playoff football where this guy could have come back, played in the playoffs. They said that he he could have played, right? And, the you know, they made the decision. He made the decision not to play. Mm-hmm. And, you know, could that have led to a Super Bowl? Does he win the Super Bowl and then they not pay him? Like, these are all the things that probably went through his head. Right. You know, as a team, as an organization, you got to get ahead of that. You can't allow yeah. your players to get to feel that way. Um, it's general leadership. It's not just a team, same place in any workplace. The minute that your, you know, your employees or your, your workers or your team feels like, you know, you don't care or you're not uh, on their team, right? You're not an advocate for them. You lose them. And, Mm -hmm. and that's, I think if you, if you have one wide receiver saying that there's no way he would say that if he hasn't had that conversation with other people and other people don't feel that way. Yeah. And part of the problem for the Ravens is that they're looking at Cleveland, right? And and um, they don't want to pay him all this money like Deshaun Watson because almost I'm pretty not even almost I'm pretty sure all owners except for the Cleveland Browns owner think that this Deshaun Jackson or Jackson this Deshaun Watson deal of two hundred thirty million dollars fully guaranteed is insane. No other organization is going to be willing to do that, right? But Every quarterback looks at what the last quarterback got paid. And so if you're Lamar Jackson, you're saying the market is Kyler Murray, 160 million guaranteed, Deshaun Watson, 230 guaranteed. I'm better than both those guys. So I need more, you know, because every new contract, re, you know, it resets the market. So the market is what the market is. You know what I mean? And so this is what's going to take to sign this guy. You need to pay him now. I, I feel like the ball is more on Lamar's court, right? But what's going to fuck Lamar is that even though the market is what it is, you know, it's going to be time. I think Joe Burrow is coming up, you know, so once they do oh, Joe yeah. Burrow's contract, he about to and then break once um, um, there's Hurts, uh, uh, Jalen Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow are both due. So once and Justin they get Herbert. done, yeah, and Herbert. So once they get done, if well, Herbert. Well, I don't know what they did with Herbert because because remember Herbert and Tua the same year, and so if they gave Herbert a contract like they gave Tua, so like for Tua, we don't have to extend him this year. We can pick up his fifth year option and then extend him next year. So, um, so I don't know if Herbert has a deal like that, but but he's in, he's he can be extended this year. So Herbert can as well. But like once they get done, if their contracts are nowhere near Watson, then it's going to reset the market again. But at the end of the day, man, you know, Lamar Jackson got every right in the world to request to be paid the way that he thinks he should be paid. Yeah. And if the market is what Deshaun Watson got, you know, they got to get it done. The thing that that's kind of I'm wondering about and I was going to ask you guys about that. I wish EJ was here so he can chime in on this, too. But um, instead of asking for a deal like Deshaun Watson, do you think he would be better served maybe? taking all guaranteed money, but less years. So, you know, maybe you take a three year, $150 million deal fully guaranteed. You still average 50 million a year in salary. So you're basically the highest paid quarterback, right? But you just got less years and you got fully, it's still all fully guaranteed. You know what I mean? Because I mean, that's essentially what uh, uh, Kirk Cousins has been doing. 
for the last yeah. you know few years basically yeah what do you think about that um i think it makes sense i think it makes sense really it makes sense to me also because after that 3 years he's not old at that point and if you don't right. like the, the the way that the organization is going at that time then you can make the decision to go take your talent somewhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Make it to where it's a three-year. Listen, you know what? I'm not going to ask you for six years, $300 million, or five years, $250, um, you know, guaranteed. But what I want is I want three one fifty, and I want to be unrestricted at the end of this shit with a trade clause. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to meet mm-hmm. what you want. You, you want three years? I'm going to give you three years. But in that three years, I want to be unrestricted, and I want a trade clause, a no-trade clause. You know what I mean? Like... Mm-hmm. Something like that um, would make absolute sense to me because you can't give all the leverage to the team. Um, and by giving up, you know, what you're originally asking for in length and money, you're giving them some leverage. So you take some of it back in the sense of you can't trade me unless I say so, which means in the next three years, the only way I'm out of here is if I sign off on it. You're not going to send right. me off to motherfucking wherever, you know, um, right. and uh, and at the end of it, we're going to be right back at this table. Mm-hmm. And if we're at this table and it's not working out, I have the freedom to go wherever I want. Yeah. And then also, too, man, with with the Ravens, you know, like the GM saying, oh, we, we, we haven't been able to hit on a receiver. OK, that's cool. But, you know, teams who can't who haven't hit on receivers do they acquire them. Dolphins gets Tyreek Hill. Eagles get A.J. Brown. Arizona Cardinals get DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Like, like there are guys out there. The Bills got Stefan Diggs. Yep. It's not like their league is not full of talented receivers. If you're like, yo, like we, we seem to not be able to draft a receiver. Go get a guy. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> or spend your early picks. People make, they'll talk shit to teams that do it. C.D. Lamb. Motherfuckers no, like, but, are... but, but, but I get that point, right, Steve? But like, Eric, you can't, you're the Cowboys. Jerry sitting on his yacht or wherever he was. I think that was the, the, the year he was on the yacht for the draft. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting at, I believe it was 18, and CeeDee Lamb's available. Holy, what? Yeah, no problem. Right. Everybody ain't going to have a draft like that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're the Ravens. You're consistently making the playoffs. You're consistently yeah. in the mix, which means you're picking in the 20s. So CeeDee Lamb ain't coming to you. You know what I mean? But when there's a guy available, go get him. Maybe yeah. you got to give up a little bit more draft capital than, than you would have liked to to get that guy. But now... You got your franchise quarterback with an elite weapon. Like, like, here's an example. Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Fucking DK Metcalf. Somebody like that. Spend some draft capital and say, let's not hope this guy we draft is good. Let's go get this guy we know is good. Mm-hmm. That's a difference maker. That is an absolute difference maker. Um, But you got teams that are being cheap. Uh, or they're spending it elsewhere, right? You know, the Ravens have always been a defensive team. Right. They've always tried to be a defensive team and they draft accordingly. Um, they sign in the free in, in offseason accordingly. They trade accordingly, you know, for, for that kind of talent. Um, like who was it that they I'm trying to remember who they traded for um they from the Bears. From the Bears Ro- this Ro- year. Roquan Ro- 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 Smith, uh, right? That's a sh- a huge cap hit you're gonna take. You're taking an amazing cap hit on this guy. Um, but then you're gonna come and complain about not having a wide receiver. They already had linebackers. They had linemen. They had a, a good defense. Not a great defense, but they had a good defense. Mm-hmm. Go spend that shit somewhere else. Go somewhere where someone's looking to move a wide receiver, have the conversation, and make it happen. Right. DeAndre Hopkins is available today. 
Go get them. Yeah. And and some and sometimes you're gonna hit right. Like okay, the Cowboys already had Amari Cooper, and then boom, CD fall in the lap. Great. The Dolphins already had Jalen Waddle. They said let's go get Tyreek. You know what I mean? The Eagles they didn't really have great receivers, but like yo, let's go get AJ Brown. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're gonna give DeAndre Hopkins up for a bag of chips, Houston? No problem. You know. Yeah. Family size bag. We'll take Here's it. two. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> two. So, bags. like, go go out there and get this guy somebody to throw to. Like, what's the point? Like, like think about what we're saying for wide receivers and how hard it is to hit on a quarterback in the draft. And you mm-hmm. fucking hit. You hit the fucking lottery. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You got a guy who can run and fucking throw, and you and say, a guy that people questioned. Right. That you took a you took a chance on and this guy is doing what you got to do. Exactly. And you won't get him any fucking targets. Like that's that's crazy to me, yo. Mhm. Tight ends, that's what they'll do. They'll bring them tight ends after <laughs> tight ends. And then they traded them. Traded one, Hayden Hurst. They had two mm-hmm. good tight ends. Trade one yeah. away. And I mean, yeah, you can you can make the the Kelsey argument, but I would say, you know, it was Tyreek and yeah, I mean, Kelsey's their guy. Don't get me wrong, but Tyreek being there did a lot. You know, and then Kelsey becomes, you know, who he is. You know, you same thing with Gronk and shit like that. You can't build an offense around a tight end. Ask, you know how I know? Ask the fucking uh 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 the Chargers. How many how many how many rings did Antonio Gates Antonio, get? Right. Yeah. Jason so, Wynn. How many <laughs> how many rings did Jason Wynn get? How many rings did Tony Gonzalez get? Right. Like you could go on for days looking at that. I mean, you have your your elite guys that have other elite players with them, but right. Um, and, and, and and the Ravens, you know, I get it that their pass has been defense. Both of their championships have been defense. The defense you have now is not those defense. You don't got a defense that says, yo, we need you guys to just get us 10 points. We'll take care of the rest. Your defense ain't that good right now. So, right. but you know what is good? This fucking franchise quarterback that you found. <laughs> and that you don't want to pay. <laughs> that you don't want to pay. Yeah, yeah, the Ravens are bugging. They, bugging. they got they to and- be like. And where it gets challenged, even more challenging for them is they their their division is now starting to catch up. Mm-hmm. So they've had this time where the Bengals were you didn't have to worry about the Bengals. You know what I mean? Cleveland was you know, but nobody even cared about Cleveland. The Steelers were no good, but now the Steelers got young. They got a young well. Steelers were good. Let me take that back. Steelers were good, but they weren't a major concern. But now they got a young quarterback and a young wide receiver. Right? You know what that means? They got a shitload of cap space. Because they're not these guys are on rookie deals, so they're not breaking the bank yet. So that gives them three years to build tons of talent behind a great wide receiver that they got picked up in the draft, a really good quarterback they picked up in the draft, and just make that team better. And now it's going to cost Baltimore if they bring back Lamar, they're going to hit their cap, and it's going to be harder for them to build that team to be solid against a young Bengals team and a young Pittsburgh team. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it kind of, it kind of, um, the Ravens make me think about, um, back when I was in the military, when, uh, when Iraq was first like popping off, uh, the, the secretary of defense, Donald Rumsfeld, he got in trouble for saying this. And it's, it's, it's true what he said. It's just, nobody want to hear that shit when their kids are dying, you know? And, right. um, he said, you go to war with the army you have, not the one you want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and this is the Ravens situation here, right? Like, you got to go to battle on Sunday with the team you have, not the one you want. And you know what you do have? A quarterback. Mm. Take care of it, yo. (laughs) Make it happen. You keep trying to build. Like, the 2,000 Ravens ain't coming back. Right. So so 
put something around this fucking quarterback, man. Figure it out. We skipped one thing that I wanted to talk about that we can uh, hit on real quick before we get up out of here. But um, uh, John Morant. John Morant is out here fucking wilding. We had a couple, couple weeks ago where um, it was rumored that a member of his entourage waved a gun or chased down a, a you know, the a tour, a bus, not a tour bus, a travel bus for an opposing team mm-hmm. um, with the plans of getting it shaken. Um, then John Morant is taken to social media on his thugga thugga shit again. And then, uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before, rather, it was the day before, um, after a game, this guy's on, in, on live, Instagram live, there's fucking guns in the video. At what point? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So now he suspended two games, right? So Adam Silver, NBA, suspended him two games. And I don't know if that's the end of it. Like, I wonder if that's just the, yo, this is your, here, take this two, sit your ass down, and we're going to come talk to you in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, this shit is crazy, man. Like, I, I just, you know, it it seems like these guys, I, I say this all the time, like how, like when you, like people at that level have, it's like they have no discipline. They've never been told no their entire life. They've always been the guy, whether it was an AAU High school, college, high school, yeah. Now the NBA, you know, and so it's like they have no because they've never met consequences. They don't know where the line is, you know, and so they're they're consistently like uh like like Charlie Murphy said they're 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 habitual line steppers, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, <laughs> uh, recipes Charlie Murphy, but uh, uh, it's like they don't they don't understand like where the cutoff is, and they just keep doing crazy shit and then you know now they get hit with a two game suspension and you would hope that okay i just got suspended two games i didn't get no pay you know let me tighten up you hope that that's gonna fix it but you know you, you never sometimes it doesn't i wish ej was here um that's gonna maybe we should change the title of this to i wish ej was here um <laughs> but you know who didn't have gun problems lonzo ball LaMelo ball, right? We talk yeah. about these M- NBA dads and stuff like that. And we gave, a lot of people gave LeVar Ball all the shit in the world, right? But you know what he did? He made sure all three of his boys made it to the league. All three of them, well, let me see. The third one played. You know, he was he made it to a team. He just never played. Yeah. But two out of three are household names in the league. One is talked about even though he's in the G League doing absolutely nothing. And these guys were never in trouble. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you got T Grizzly or T. Uh, I'm sorry, T T Morant, T Morant, um, on the sideline fighting with Shannon Sharp. Yeah, it's parenting, man. It's fucking yeah. parenting. Like, at I mean, what point? At what point do you listen? You're a grown ass man. Guess what? I still beat your ass. Mm-hmm. Stop the shit. Cut it out. Like, you fucking up the legacy. You fucking up the family legacy. I don't give a shit about your money. We could live without the money. But you're doing this to the name. You're, you're ruining your opportunities, potentially, for the future by doing this dumbass shit of trying to be a thug. Like, yeah. what point you sit your son down and have that conversation with him? And, and part of the problem, too, is that, like, these guys, 
they can do, you know, look at Gilbert Arenas. He, I mean, I know he hasn't really been in trouble since then, but you know, he did all that shit he did with the gun situation and he still got paid a fucking mega contract, you know? Mm-hmm. So the, 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 it's hard to learn. It's hard for these guys to learn lessons because for the most part, whatever they did blows over and then they still get paid. And, and it, it's almost like it doesn't matter, you know? Um, I mean, obviously there, there's a, there's a line, right? I mean, you know, as good as Ron Artest was, like, it seems like he never like really recovered from, you know, malice in the palace, but right. you know, for the most part, these guys, they do shit. It's talked about for a while. Media changes the topic. And then when it's time for them to get paid, they still get paid. You know, yeah. The talking heads are going to be like, do you really want to bring this guy in your locker room because of, you know, the past whoop, 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 whoop. And then some teams going to be like, yeah, the, the, the risk is worth the reward. So we're going to pay him and bring him in. Yeah. Yeah, especially him, young kid, great fucking player, mm-hmm. has the ability to to be could have been the face of the NBA for years to come potentially, right? And and now he's just fucking that all up. Like, come on, yeah. man, you got I mean, you, you got to get it together. You look at um, you know, two situations that you talk about all the time: Adrian Peterson, Tyreek Hill. You know mm-hmm. this, you know, essential, essential alleged child abuse. You know what I mean? And 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 they both still got paid. You know, Tyreek was the highest paid. We made him the highest paid receiver in the league until uh, um, Devontae Adams got his deal. You know, so it's like these guys don't have to take lessons from from uh, from their troubles because everything's like going to be okay. Like you said, they live in a world free of consequence. Mm-hmm. World free of consequence and accountability. And as such, we get these actions. But... Yep. You know, there's just so much more to it, you know, and you need some of these kids to understand that. Like, there's more to it. There's more than just, you know, the dollar amount today. There's more than just the, well, I'm safe anyway. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody touching me. Like, there's more to it than that. It's more to it than just being the thug, man. You're representing, you represent a whole fucking, we want to be real. You represent a whole race of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know who don't have these problems? Luka Doncic. Don't have these problems. Tyler Hero don't have these problems. You know what I'm saying? Teams, sure, the teams are going to still sign you. But guess what? There's still going to be some inkling in the back of people's minds that say these people can yeah. cause these type of problems. While these people, they don't cause none of the problems. Mm-hmm. You know? It just just is what it is, man. You're you making um, it work. I mean, you know, remember when... um um. When Le- when somebody spray painted nigger on LeBron's uh, mm-hmm. front gate or whatever, now here's a guy. Regardless of how you feel about him, basketball wise, you know he seems like a good family man. Seems like he only tries to do the right thing by his family, by you know good morals, better, good morals, mm-hmm. and that still happened to him. And and this is the guy who's doing everything quote unquote right, you know, and you're out here doing this shit. So you know how like how are they looking at at us from that uh, point of view, you know, right. Right. You you start to you start to use your your free passes, right? Your free parking is gone now, right? Mm-hmm. So you, if he gets pulled over, maybe you had a drink or two, they may not let you go on that DUI because you got pulled over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure that happens to we've heard about it all the time, you know, allegedly. And it happens to, to athletes all the time. They get pulled over yeah. and they get let you know, they get let go. That might stop. 
You mm-hmm. might, bl- you know, they might have you blow. You blow just slightly over the limit. Guess what? We're going to make a news article out of this guy since he can't stay out of out of the way. He can't stay out of trouble. Like, it's just stupid shit, man. John Moran got to yep. get his shit together. He got to get his shit together. Facts. Let go of the thugism, man. <laughs> you're not a thug. Yeah. Um, Even if you were, you're not, you, you passed that now. Not no more. You're fucking NBA. You, you're making millions right. of dollars. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. Yeah, man. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, I think we're at a good spot right now. All right. So, floor is yours. Without further ado. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, we definitely appreciate you guys for rocking with us this week on the uh, new latest episode of the Castworthy Podcast. Uh, before I get out of here, I want to send a shout out to my little brother. Uh, yesterday was his birthday. Uh, hit his 40th. So, happy birthday to you, man. Love you. Hope you guys are having a blast in the Bahamas. Sorry I couldn't be there. Um, also, I just want to send a quick shout out, Steve, to uh, my man, Don. Um, you don't know him, but he he listens to the podcast. He listens every week. Um, um, he had talked to me recently about wanting to uh, delve into uh, stand-up comedy a little bit. So he finally uh, uh, popped his cherry and did a little quick five-minute set at the Improv. Um, so I wanted to send a shout out and a congrats to him on, uh, you know, taking that step, man. Proud of you. And, uh, you know, like we've been saying, man, you know, reach out to somebody, make that phone call, send that text message, let people know you're thinking about them. You know, whatever that shit is, let that shit go. You know, don't don't, don't need to hold that grudge. Life's too short. Um, you can find this podcast on all podcasting platforms by searching Castworthy. You also can find us on any of our social media by searching at Castworthy on Instagram. However, it's at Castworthy underscore podcast while you're there leave us a like comment subscribe share follow tell a friend and tell a friend help us grow the audience we greatly appreciate it and uh you know other than that man you know well we appreciate you guys for listening if you listen live when you listen once to post we appreciate you taking that time as well and we will see you on the next episode of the Castworthy podcast hopefully it's a three-man crew and other than that we out we love you peace have a good one Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.